Oh, look. <laughs> I clicked on episode 26, and nice. There's a t- uh, Pat put a timestamp in the comments of when I stabbed myself with a pin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How handy that is. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome 27 Permadev podcast it's 2017 everybody yeah. oh. 2017 what a what a great what? year to be alive it was only uh, <laughs> it was only three months ago the last episode see that that's not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> this is our fastest turnaround ever except for that time when there were two within a fortnight so, you remember yeah. when at the start of 2016 we were like we'll do one at least once a month yeah we can't even do monthly what the f- <laughs> i think we did Briefly, didn't we? I don't know. Just enough to give ourselves a pat on the back, and then uh, went back and and let's see. Well, I'm not going back. So there was one a year ago, eleven months ago, ten months ago. And then we did the perm- the the Pokken and the Star Fox nine months ago, eight months ago. Then E3 was seven months ago. Slash six oh months ago. Oh my god, that was seven months ago. And then and then we missed a couple of months. I mean, we almost did it. Yeah. Well, we still got a chance for 2017. (laughs) Can't do worse. I mean, well, I won't say that. We 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 definitely can do worse. We can. (laughs) We could do very worse. I could... The world could potentially end by the time we get on a monthly schedule. Um, Yeah. It's entirely possible, but hopefully it doesn't. Because I don't, I don't really want to die. I feel <laughs> like I feel like we should say that if we manage to get like a weekly episode every week for a year, that's that's when it ends. Episode fifty-two of that of that year. <laughs> so it'd be just before you upload it. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I'll, I'll upload it. People will be like, "Oh no, you have to the you, prophesized you, day." You have to like beat the clock as you're uploading it. You you'll have the address on where Donald Trump's about to launch the nuclear weapons, and <laughs> he's, he's launching it at the YouTube. Uh, yeah. he's like, no, <laughs> I should have gone to fit me. <laughs> well, this is the weirdest start we've had to a podcast, I think. So today, uh, we're gonna do our goodies. What better way to celebrate the new year? Then going back to the old one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember 2016 and how great of a year that was for everyone? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Everybody had a great time. <laughs> at, least, at least if you ignored everything else besides video games. Uh, the whole, yeah. I mean, some of the video games yeah. were a bit crap. No much Skype. Um, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's unfortunate. Uh, but I still believe. I still believe in Sean Murray. Uh, for, uh, Sean Murray, if you're listening to this. Look, he definitely I kn- is. I say, yeah, I know he is. I, I, he's one of the clicks. If you go to like our geographical or our fan base or whatever, there's like one click over there. Mm-hmm. It's him. It's definitely uh, not me or Ebby or it's- Randy. <laughs> it's, it's Sean Murray. <laughs> it's definitely Sean Murray. I know it is. Uh, dude, dude, if you're listening, like you did one patch, please do some more. Like you know, I mean, it's been a while since that one. Uh, I want to. I want to play your game again, Sean. I'm on a first name basis with him, by the way. Mm. Sean. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sean. Uh, maybe our goatee list will um inspire you to get on it. Um, mine might not. Anyway. 
Anyway, I have a I have like a top five written, kind of. I've got a top five and then an honorable mention. Nice. I, I don't know what my number is. I'm just gonna list games I liked. I like that too. No, Ken Ross, you must conform. Okay, fine, whatever you want to do. I mean, top it, five. It was, or die. it was my idea to be like, yeah, we'll go for top five, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> I don't know any of them. No, the yeah. reason I went for top five is I wanted to try and avoid copying Ebby's list. Mm. As I always do, like when I said Mario Kart and Splatoon the last two times. I feel like my top <laughs> five is still going to be the same as Ebby's. Um, so Probably. I have mine in numerical order. Okay. Um, how do we want to do this, though? Because I feel like multiple games are going to be brought up several times. So, say for example, if Bill's number four is my number one... We've mm-hmm. already talked all yeah. about it. It's going to be very anticlimactic. So. Um, <laughs> all right. you can just reel off games. I mean, uh, you made it awkward by ranking them. Unless you want, Sorry, uh, unless I, just, unless I feel it's... very strongly about numbers. <laughs> I mean, you could put because I don't have any numbers. You, everyone says what their number one is. We could talk about that, and then we could just talk about the other ones as a mishmash. Okay, yeah? that works for me. Um. Yeah, that that's cool. I still don't know what Bill's number one is. I know what Ebby's is. I've got a feeling about Bill's number one. I'm trying to remember. We'll what, see um, if I'm correct. I'm trying to remember what came out last year. I should probably get the wiki page up, shouldn't I? <laughs> you just <Get> the wiki. <laughs> I you pull the wiki it. up, and and you've got one game on the releases list that you totally forgot about that becomes your goatee live on recording. Mm. I mean, that happened. Um, Trackmania Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Oh, wait, I think it was. Yeah, I did. I keep forgetting. Never Tra- mind. Trackmania came out like <laughs> when I was in sixth form, and everyone was yeah, like, crazy a, playing it. And then there's a lot of shows them. up again on PS4. So, man, I just realised I was in sixth form ten years ago. Yeah, oh, I, man. I, I realised that uh, when coming up in two years' time, I'll have uh, started university ten years ago. What is a so, sixth form? Uh, Sorry, my really American question. Um, so it's like a higher education above like mandatory high school uh, that you can take from ages 16 to 18. It's like, um, we call it college here usually, and then you go to, on to university. It's the bit between <gasps> our high school and university. So you do sixth form or college, and then you go to uni. Got you. I always want. I wondered in my head, you know, like why you guys called it university and like never college. That's why. Yeah. Because you do have a yeah. different college. Gotcha. Yep. Now, I have, now, any Americans listening, they all know now too. This is what we See, do. Here. This is good. We're educating you on the education yeah. system of the UK. See that? Ah. For when, for when all the Americans listening try to move there over the next year. <laughs> good good um, luck with that. <laughs> we're, uh, we're cracking down on immigration. Um, Ken, Ross, Ken Ross, what if I married you? Could I become a citizen? I don't, yes. know, I don't know if it's still called marriage. Is it not a civil partnership? No, you can marry another man if that's what you want to do. All right, civil Ken partnership Ross. is a different thing. Okay, okay. All right. Um, I'll be honest, I have... So with I'm that not, out the way. <laughs> I, I'm not too up to date on my... <laughs> Maybe I'll propose to you by the time this is over. Get me out of this country. (laughs) Bill, I'm trying to leave this country. (laughs) Let's let's pick one. Let's pick one and get married there together. I was going to go to America, to be honest with you, but (laughs) we'll just swap. Well, good luck getting over a wall or something or whatever the hell we're doing here. I'm not bloody coming from Mexico. Death troops on every border. 
Um, right. <laughs> Sorry. So what? What? Ma- do you, what do you think is Bill's game of the year, Abby? Magitech assassins uh. and Pennsylvania and where else? <laughs> Fuck. The Iron no, Giants. Anyway, uh, I think Bill's game of the year is probably Uncharted Four. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about Uncharted. That is a good. Or if it's not, a, it's probably Overwatch. That is a good guess. I don't Both think it's. Them. I don't think it's Overwatch. <laughs> Both of them are good. You know, this is one of the usually, usually like every year. Sorry, I can't stop laughing at like walking to the like, Unimart and having a Magitech engine fly over my head. And, like, <laughs> and, <laughs> And then, and then having someone point it out to me, and I just go, "Thanks." Like, like in the game. Yeah. Um, I always wonder. Sorry, this is really a aside, but I always wonder if Noctis is being like sarcastic whenever, like, Prompto will be like, "There's a magic engine." And he's just like, "Thanks," almost as if like, I did, "Yeah, I didn't see it, dude." Like, I didn't see the big fucking spaceship in there. To be air. honest with you, I watched Debbie play uh, for one afternoon, and she, I think it was Gladio, said, "Magitech engine." above or whatever she's like where is it she's looking around in the sky she looks straight up and it's there falling down there. Um, totally snuck up uh, on her we'll, we'll get into a uh 15 or later. i love talking about 15 but uh was it pocken no um oh, pocken was last year too jeez um it's th- this year it was so rough like usually like other years i'm just like yeah that's definitely it or yeah that's for mm-hmm. sure it or you know like like a little more clear cut but like i had like three big games this year that really um well not not even three i mean i have a top five but but like three games that were like really like like beating each other up for the top spot and uncharted 4 and overwatch were two of them and yeah um (laughs) they're like right there like they're like looking in the window of whatever special executive lounge i put my game of the year in and they're like Mm. i almost gave them the key card but like they didn't meet the quota or whatever so um, what, so what, what genre is it? Is it a shooter? Uh, oh, it's hard to... Adventure? Like, well, not, not point-and-click adventure. Plat- so an Uncharted-type game? Somewhat. Um, Did Tomb Raider got- come out this year? Uh, it came out on uh, PS4. Like, if anyone ever wanted to put it... If you, well, not that either of you have played Rise of Tomb Raider on PS4, but if you did, like, I wouldn't be against it being on a list. Like, technically, it came mm. out on Xbox yeah. One 2015, or, or, yeah, 2015, but, um, I think. Don't tell me it's Destiny. For Xbox One. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Okay. I, just... I, can't, I can't deal with another hour of Destiny, <laughs> talking, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I deliberately feel... didn't play Destiny last <laughs> night, so that I could, I, f- uh... <laughs> I feel for Abby having to listen to, yeah. to, to Destiny for at least four hours of her life. <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> more than she's ever yeah. needed to listen to it before. Like, that, <laughs> like you should. No one, no one who doesn't play Destiny should have to listen to Destiny. Like she's details. listened to more. We, we've talked about Destiny more than the original story last. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than all of it last combined. Honestly, um, especially with Rise of Irons whopping out hour and a half of story missions. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Should I just say it? Or, yeah, or, yeah, I've got no idea. Uh, yeah, go okay, okay. I'm just uh, looking yeah, through I'm, the list. I'm just my game. My game of the year this year is one that like I wasn't expecting because like uh, is it Firewatch? Uh, no, it's still Ask <sighs> Guardian. Um, oh, it it's one I wasn't expecting because I never played uh, like a Team Eco game before. I never played Shadow of the Colossus. I never played Eco, mm-hmm. and um, mm. like 
everyone was so hyped about this game, and like it was part of that E3 where you know like Sony's just dropping shits on everybody's heads, like <laughs> Last Guardian, Shenmue. Final Fantasy, Shenmue. It's like holy <laughs> shit, like what is going on here? Um, and like everyone's freaking out, I'm freaking out. Um, but like, I, and I was excited that they finally like re-revealed Last Guardian and all that stuff. But like, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to play it. It was kind of just more like good for them, like good mm. for the people who are excited about that game. And then in the further E3s, they're showing gameplay. It's like, oh, cool, good for them. Like, I don't. I look at the gameplay. And I'm like, I don't want to play this game. You know, like it looks like one of those games where you're just hanging out in some dilapidated ruins with a big bird dog. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. You know, that's cool. But good for the people who want to play it. Uh, so fast forward to like December of 2016, uh, Best Buy. Uh, I was having like a buy two get one, and like I was like overflowing with game money at this time. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, sure, I'll find the Last Guardian in there because I bought everything else. And, uh, yeah, uh, the the outlet that I watched the most gave it Game of the Year. So I'm like, I'll give it a shot, you know. And if I don't like it, I'll sell it to a friend or give it to a friend or whatever who who might enjoy it more. Because I have a, a friend who's, like, really into the Team Eco stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, it's hard for me to uh, describe exactly maybe – well, not that hard, but it's, it's – The Last Guardian, I, I think your, your affinity towards it – I think not largely depends, but I think a lot of what you'll like about it depends on how much you like, you like your pets. Um, last guardian, like relies heavily on your attachment to Trico, the big bird dog thing. Mm -hmm. And like, if you don't develop it, I don't think the game around it is good enough to, to enjoy it. Cause like in terms like mechanically, like, to, to me, I think the game is a masterpiece, but, like, mechanically, The Last Guardian, the camera's wonky, some of the platforming's wonky, uh, some of the directions to get, that you're given the Trico can sometimes take a few, like, come the fuck on, like, like I'm, I'm telling you to jump, I'm telling you to jump, Trico, like, but, but it, and, and I'm not sure if that part's intentional, because, like, the whole game sets out to, like, give Trico his own identity, and, like, what they did with the AI with Trico, I think is pretty remarkable in, in, like, making it feel like a real dog or whatever the fuck it is, a bird. I'm gonna... I just... I identify with it as a a dog. Yeah, it's a Trico. Um... (laughs) And, like, because it's, like, stubborn. Like, you'll tell it to do something, and then it'll, like, look at you for a second, and you just, like... You just find yourself talking to the TV, like, dude, come on. Like, almost as if I was talking to my dog when it's not coming in the house after the 18th time of me yelling its name. Um, but yeah, there, there was something, uh, uh, like about the game and the way it built the relationship between Trico and the boy, um, like really reminded me of like a Ghibli film and the way it told its story with the narrator and and the way that like the bond between them slowly rose and like it it was almost like parallel to the way that my affinity towards the game kind of slowly rose because like I had not expected to enjoy the game as much as I did the first night I was playing it they like the game opens up and you're in this room you don't know how you got there um you're trapped in like this cavernous cave thing with this big bird dog chained to the wall and you have to get out and the only way to get out is with this help so you have to figure out how to un- like unchain it and like they don't really explain anything new throughout this entire game nothing like everything is super vague, and there's a, a narrator that's super vague who is always saying super vague shit, uh, like "Oh, I knew the beast would be shackled, but I was a boy." It's like, well, that doesn't help me, man. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> so, in my first night playing it, I started playing it tired. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. I don't feel like trying to figure all this shit out. No one is saying anything to me. This narrator is trying to make me solve riddles. 
But as I played, and, like, the longer you play and the longer you rely on Trico and, like, that first moment where, like, Trico comes to your aid and, like, the music wells up and, like, you, you like they start piecemealing the mystery to you and, like, telling you the story of how you got there and what Trico is and his origins and all these different things. And, like, by the end of the game, I was, like, a sobbing mess. I'm sitting there like, this is, this is my game of the year. <laughs> I wasn't yelling that, but, like, those were the cries of Goaty. Um, but that game is is my favorite game of the year and actually probably my favorite game of the gen uh at this point which is rough because like that means it's in the ring with bloodborne right now and like that's like a Mm. that's a battle those are two two very different games (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining the poor boy being chased by the hunter from bloodborne and uh trico swoops in the true girl probably kick its ass um but yeah uh, Last Guardian. I, it, it, it's hard for me to keep formulating more thoughts on it because it's tough. Because uh, the main bulk of the game is is kind of like puzzle platforming, but the platforming is kind of weighty, kind of like Uncharted, where you're you're hopping from like these. Just there's no way any human being's body can withstand these hangs. Yeah. Like oh, I'm hanging off a little tiny ledge on the side of this crumbling cliff, and my upper body strength is so strong that I can take myself and jump to the ledge above it somehow with not only your upper body but like your finger strength yeah like ev- like these people are mutants nathan drake's a mutant this kid's a mutant hmm. um but yeah uh and i think i think the puzzle solving is actually a lot of fun uh, as well um i know some of my friends had issues with it but like it kind of makes you think a little bit on using trico and kind of using your environment because like i said it doesn't really give you any explanations or prompts or or anything of the like. If you wait around long enough, the narrator will will talk and try to give you a hint. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun uh, being part of Trico. I think the story is pretty wonderful as well. The story they told with, with what the storytelling that was in there because it wasn't mm-hmm. traditionally told with like cutscenes and whatever. <laughs> um, the other impressive thing about the game is it was all one big level. It, there was never any there were never any loading screens or like chapter cuts or anything yeah. like that. Like you started at 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 this cave and you made your way through that the entire level and there are moments where like you could like if you're on top of like a tower or maybe flying on Trico or whatever you could look down and like see the entire play space you've been playing in the last 10 hours mm-hmm. and like see like oh I was down there 10 hours ago like I think that was really cool um, to do that because I know like um, well Bloodborne had loading screens but for the most part like a lot of Bloodborne's areas were like just one big interconnected thing and I always kind of love that I always love um, like it helps immerse you in it yeah. Um and the music. Oh my god. Oh. It's a good 2016 was a good year for video game music. Um Yeah. Uh, a few a few more games on my list have f- fantastic soundtracks as well as my honorable mentions. So it was a great year for video game music. Last Guardian, the score in Last Guardian like kind of accentuated the the storytelling, the the final track, the beginning track. Oh god, so good. I love Last Guardian. Um have I need to get around to playing it. Have either of you? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say if, if either of you guys are interested in playing it, I was curious. I was, I was adamant that before I played the Last Guardian, I would somehow play Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Um, because I find the Shadow of the Colossus to be a really interesting game that I've never played. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was always like, I'll play Shadow of the Colossus and then I'll play Last Guardian, and just like getting a copy of friggin' Shadow of the Colossus, not not that easy see i'm like that except i'm also saying 
Before I play Shadow of the Colossus, I should probably play Eco. Ico, or whatever See, it is. See, I'm, I'm, I'm less bothered about yeah. Eco. I, for some reason. I, I started know. it, and I think I played for maybe an hour, and I got pissed off at the uh, person that I was leading around and how the saves worked, <laughs> such that it meant that I lost an hour's worth of progress, because I didn't, it didn't explain to me how saving worked. So I it might seems just like, uh, jump to, to uh, it, Shadow of the Colossus. It seems like that's this. It seems like that's Fueda's like thing. He's just like I'm not gonna tell you how it saves because I had to Google it on how Last <laughs> Guardian saves, and it like saves every time you enter a new area or like whatever. Uh, every time it like transitions from one area to the next, uh, yeah. which can be kind of like op- like like well, what does that mean? Like because like they're all kind of one area, um, mm-hmm. but like you kind of get a sense for it. like okay after that combat encounter it obviously saved or like after. You know, I jump from that ledge to that ledge. Like usually after big moments, Last Guardian stays. But yeah, no, it, it. I there was a moment I didn't like. I was playing for three hours, and I'm like, oh shit! Like, how do I save this fucking game? Like, the, you go to the pause menu, and it's resume and quit. And it's like, all right, well, not there. Yeah, it's the sort uh, of thing that I would just <laughs> constantly put my PS4 into rest mode for. It's like I won't ever turn it off. <laughs> um, how how long would you say it was? If you if you're saying I remember being there ten hours ago, is it like a um, I think it's it's it depends how long like some of the puzzles take you. Um, I got the trophy for beating it uh, in twelve. I think the trophy was twelve hours or less. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the game's about between like it, it could take anywhere from ten to fifteen. Um, okay. Uh, <clears throat> like it 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 like it took my friend a bit longer because like some puzzles he got stuck on a little longer. I think it depends on like how you're thinking or where your mind's at in the time. Like, certain puzzles can be like, oh, it's up there. Like, you know, whatever. You just Somewhere you didn't look, and it might take you an extra 20 minutes or so. But mm-hmm. um, the game Stand itself the fair, and, and and the stuff in there isn't really any longer than, I would say, around 12. Um, it depends. Because there's collectibles and stuff, too, in the game and, like, stuff that you can find. and Like, because uh, I, I look at the trophy list after I beat it, and I got maybe, like, three trophies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like what the fuck? Like, what, what trophies did I not... Like, I beat the game. Like, there's nothing in this game. And then there's, there's collectible. Like, you feed Trico these barrels. He eats these barrels with, like, this magic goo in it. Yeah. Um, and they also serve as the collectibles. Like, okay. like it, it, usually there's certain moments where, like, Trico is exhausted or, you know, like, he's, uh, like, exhausted. There's only, there's only other one reason. Um, like, from fighting or from, like, flying or jumping or whatever. Like, when he exerts himself and... Usually to get them going again, you have to go and find these magic goo barrels, and uh, like usually we need to feed them one to get them going. But I guess there's like a lot more scattered about the ruins that you can find um, mm. that I really couldn't be asked to go get. Like I, I'm not usually the collectibles guy. I just don't give a fuck. Like I just don't want to get them. Uh, like I think it takes away from the path, the story path. Like oh, see you, Trico. I'm gonna go fucking look around for barrels, even though we're fighting for our life. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess in this case it would be it would serve to overfeed the 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 bird dog, but uh, so is that really the only sort of reason in your mind for replayability is just to go out and collect barrels? Um, that's a that's actually a um a, a good uh, thing to bring up. Uh, I would probably never replay this game. It's it's one of those games that like you kind of play it once and like that that's kind of your experience with it. At least in my mind. I mean, like I like there so are it's, people. It's who not are, even like a. Eh, maybe I'll play it again in four or five years as a. I, I, I mean, I would. I, or whatever. I would like to relive the story at some point. Um, <laughs> but like, forget about it first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, there's a like even like, with the pacing of the game and whatnot. Like, 
Like, I don't know <clears throat> how much I'd be up to jumping back in. Like, I would love to relive the game, but, like, like you, like you said, maybe years down the line, you know, like, I revisit it and, like, you know, like, hang out with Trico again because, like, the relationship you feel with Trico is, is, is really strong. Like, if, if you take to that kind of thing, like, if you're really into animals or or whatever, like, th- this game will affect you uh, on, like, a level that it would not maybe affect some guy who just fucking hates dogs or cats or, mm-hmm. you know, bird dogs. Um... <laughs> And because there was a moment where Trico was super exhausted and I was trying to run through this area and I look back and like Trico is like laying down to go to sleep. So I run back and I'm like, motherfucker, come on. It's like three in the morning. I want to go to bed. Let's get past this fucking area, you dumber. And uh, <laughs> I just invented an insult I never used before. What the hell's a dumber? Is that anything? In, is, that, is that anything? Is that anything in England? That nope. they say I don't dumber? Think so. no. It sounds it sounds like something you guys would say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't an insult. It just like I could hear you guys calling someone a dumber. Yeah, you oh, dumber. You dumber. <laughs> <laughs> See? Okay. Anyway, that's well, a new insult now. <laughs> I, I run back to find the dumber, and he's he's he or she. I don't know. I never. They don't really say if Trico is a man or a girl, a uh, bird dog. Um, and Trico's going to sleep, and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Like. Like, do I, am I supposed to? Because like the game gives you these like commands you can shout at Trico, um, mm-hmm. and it, it, they're mapped to the face buttons, and they don't tell you what these commands do. Like the one has the boy jumping, the one has the boy like pointing. I mean, you kind of figure it out. Like, oh, this one you're telling Trico to jump up there. This one's telling Trico to come here, um, but they don't really tell you. So like, I'm like, oh man, what do I do? And like, it's so adorable. The game like it has all these little details and quirks, and the way the boy moves and animates, and the way he talks. And I, every time the boy yells out Trico's name, like I kind of melted a bit. So I'm trying to wake him up, and like you go over, and the boy starts like kind of putting his hands on him, and he's yelling out Trico, and he's w- trying to wake him up. The boy's voice acting is much better than what I just did. <laughs> um, and the, he wouldn't wake up, so I'm like, well. Okay, and I just kind of sat there for like twenty minutes, just staring at the game while I let Trico sleep. Because I'm like, he really needs to sleep. Like we we just flew over a, a, a chasm. This is a poor thing, poor bird dog. And uh, <laughs> I let him sleep because I felt so strongly about this this bird dog. Um, and he never woke up. The end. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ended, no, I, Bill. I I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> in in that way, if, if you if you're into pets, if you like if you like platforming, if you like um, uh, puzzles, um, it's just be wary if you, if you go into it that the controls can feel kind of strange. There's an odd there's an odd um, like input delay on the on the camera when you move it around. Like it just it feels weird. I mean, the movement in the game's heavy already, and that's intentional. Like the way the boy moves and the way he jumps and everything, like feels as if a boy actually would like how how it would feel to land as a as a like a boy jumping onto platforms and stuff but then there's mm-hmm. the camera movement which has like an input delay on it which i think is strange for camera movement like when you're trying to move the camera while you're platforming and it doesn't start moving until like a second after you've started yeah. moving the stick it's like this like it makes it maybe feel clunkier than it actually is like maybe it doesn't feel as clunky if that were to be fixed um but other than that, I really had no issues with the game overall, um, aside on some fundamental levels like controls and, and camera and all that stuff. But love me some Last Guardian. That game surprised me. I wasn't expecting to. Fair enough. Um, I'm interested in playing it. Hmm. I've got to get 
a lot of other things out of the way first, but yeah. I will put it on my list of things to pick up in the future. And this year is going to be a busy year for games that come out this year. Uh-huh. Yes. More on that later. It's already busy. <laughs> it's already busy for for it's me. January. <laughs> it's three Fuck. weeks into January. <sighs> It's it's frustrating, uh, to like this hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, re- I realized yesterday it's, it's three weeks into 2017, and I already know at least 600 pounds that I'm going to be dropping on games <laughs> this year. I'm like, no. <laughs> yep, it's rough. What about your gaming accessories? Oh, like, no, that's uh, not even that, that's and... not even including that. That's just straight up game stuff. Oh god. Yeah. Well, a lot of that is. A switch, I'm sure. Yeah, half of it is a switch, but yeah, I was gonna say later. like that adds a ch- that adds a chunk um, on anyone's gaming expenses this year because I'm, I'm sure most people I know are buying one, including me. So it's like, well, gotta account for that. Um, well, at least you only have to buy. Well, in theory, one. you only have to buy it once. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who wants to do those next? Well, then? I'm still trying to work out which one I want to talk about. Trackmania. <laughs> no, it's, right, I'm it's... gonna let I'm gonna let Bill uh, try and guess what my okay, game of the okay. year is because I'm pretty sure Ken Ross knows what it is. Uh, I've um, said multiple times what it is. Senran Kagura right. Bonaparte. <laughs> Dude, Damn, you, how did you guess? There, there's a. It's, there's it's a, good, man. There's an excerpt from the art book from that sent from Senran Kagura. My uh-huh. now I don't. Before I, I don't own it. Um, my friend bought it as a joke. It was like it was like on clearance or like like Amazon was just getting rid of this the book, shit. Uh, um, the, the like the version that comes with the art book, like okay. it was on sale for like ten bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was leaving to the art book because like <clears throat> he bought it as a joke, like no, like whatever, like like those games can't possibly be any good. Um, and at, at the back page, like th- this is a this is like a just a look inside the mind of the guy who like directs a series. In the back of the art book is a handwritten letter or note or whatever. It's this big long thank you for buying Siren Cogger, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 I love it, I love it, blah, blah, blah. Siren Cogger, blah, blah, blah. And then the bottom, his, like, big catchphrase, and I guess this is maybe the catchphrase for the game, but, like, you know, like I said, it's kind of like, oh, that's the guy who makes Siren Cogger. Mm-hmm. Before he signs out with his name, it says, tits and ass are hometown, and I don't know what that <laughs> means. And then it's his name. And I'm like... <laughs> What the hell does that mean? Hits an ass our hometown? <laughs> oh, man. Is that like it's slang? I, I mean, that that sounds almost like when I bought um, the art books for school days and then realized that there was a lot of porn in it. <laughs> <laughs> he found them. Oh, my God. I bought them in you Japan. Found them in like, yeah, you bought in, them uh, at like an anime or something, didn't yeah. you? They were in like the bargain bin. He's like, "Oh man, school days! I'm going to buy these and opened them when we got back." It was, it was like, immediately like, "Well, this is this is porn. <laughs> this is straight up porn." <laughs> I wish I could have seen that live reaction. Oh my god! <laughs> Hometown baby. Um, uh, if I had, can I have three guesses? Because I have okay. three games in my head um, okay. that that I feel Let's like see. I that I can go between here. Um, the first guess, it's not a throwaway guess, but I'm going to say it's probably not this. But Overwatch is my first guess. You can say yes or no. No. Uh, or hot or warm, or warm or cold, or whatever the hell. Um, well, it's Overwatch is on my list. It's just not my number yeah. one. Um, my second guess is Final Fantasy XV. Okay. What's and your my third th- guess? Uh, Stardew Valley. 
Man! They're all really good guesses. <laughs> all really, really good guesses. Yeah, you did get it right with Final Fantasy XV. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk as long about Final Fantasy XV as Bill did about The Last Guardian, probably. Um, but I feel like this is something we'll all have input into because we've all played it yeah. to a certain extent. I've finished it. Ken Ross has finished it. I am on chapter eight. Yeah. Right, you have not finished it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, just before the, the long story slog. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do have 50 hours in, though. Uh, and I'm uh, So you're eight. actually doing side quests? Yeah, and... y- yeah. yeah. Um, because I know a lot of people can race through that game in 30 hours, 25 hours, that sort of time. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen was a really big surprise for me because I don't know if you remember when I talked about what I played at EGX probably in the last episode or the episode before yeah. mm-hmm. um, where I was like I didn't care about Final Fantasy 15 at all and then I demoed it and suddenly I was infatuated with the world and the characters and the gameplay was really like interesting to me so I bought the game I bought a PS4 to play the game uh, and I just I, I love it. I think it's such a good game. I think it's got such good characters and the story could use some work. Um the later chapters could use some work and I am excited for the Chocobo and Moogle Festival that's coming up. It looks up so good. In like 3 days. Uh it looks so good. Oh, is it coming out so. at the same time as the Overwatch event? Oh, yes. Yeah, same time as the Overwatch <laughs> event, same time as Yakuza 0, same time as Resident Evil 7. Kill me now. Just drown me, <laughs> drown me in the toilet. And what sucks is I think that that event is actually a timed event yeah. that you can only access for a certain amount of time, and they haven't announced an end date for it yet. Um, which sucks, because I don't know what yeah. I should be concentrating on. Uh, but yeah, um, Prompto's my favorite character. I think Prompto is one of the best video game characters I've seen in a really, really long time because he feels. This is not anything to do with the game, but he is a big like part of why I enjoy the game. But he feels like so incredibly human as a character, and um, I don't want to say anything too much because I don't want to spoil either the anime if you haven't seen it. I am not. Or the like little events that you get with Prompto, but. He's a great character and a massive reason as to why I like the game so much. Um, it's just a shame that to like get the whole picture of the story, you have to watch the anime, you have to watch the movie, yeah. and then you have to play all the game. And the movie isn't very good, in my opinion. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a, a something. Like when I bought the game, I. I wanted to watch the movie first just because like you know it leads into the game technically mm-hmm. and like that's a requirement like in my opinion like like the knowing what happens in the i don't mean to like interrupt you or anything like that but like that's, no, no no that's fine like if anyone listening is like oh i want to play final fantasy 15 like i i really think kingsleaf should have been on the disc because like i i in some form like to just but because they do they do kind of flash it to you in the game like blah 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 here's kingsleaf no, here's no, you know, sorry you know what? <laughs> if you don't install the day one patch, it doesn't. I couldn't install the day one patch in like a reasonable time frame. So uh, I think it took me three days to download that patch. Yeah. 
So I just started playing the game because I wanted to play the game. And um, there's a point where um, a very important city falls. And um, I went from going, oh man, we're going to get on a boat tomorrow and it's going to be great. We're going to go to this other place. It's going to be great. Yeah. They go to sleep, wake up the next day and Ignis walks in with a newspaper just saying, Nox, you need to look at the news. And like there was no context to what had happened for me (laughs) whatsoever. Uh, but if you so install the download patch, that wow. patch. <laughs> if you install the patch, it's basically a couple of clips from yeah, Kingsclave yeah. that basically it doesn't make sense, but you're like, I understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, because wow. Ebby was playing and she was confused as to what was going on. I was like, well, don't you remember this, that, or the other? And she's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, I no, I don't. This. Um. Yeah, uh, the the movie is totally, I, I think, required, and I, and I it was sucks ha- because it's not a good movie. Like, yeah, I really love Final Fantasy fifteen, but King's Glaive is not a good movie. It's not I feel a like great there's movie. a good movie in there. It's not a great movie. I think in context of the game, I think it hyped me up when I started my like like watching King's Glaive and then immediately kind of jumping into Final Fantasy fifteen and kind of knowing what like my ultimate goal is going to be. Like watching um, the city fall and whatnot, like. And then, like, opening the game and then, like, like having information that, like, Noctis and them don't have uh, at the fact that that is about to happen as they're mm. on their on their quest to go. I bet that makes Luna. the first cutscene, like, so sad. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, it, it adds extra context, like, like in the in, – it makes the game stronger, not necessarily the movie stronger. I mean, the um, game mm. doesn't really explain why you're doing what you're doing. Just like you just, go, there's maybe you are going to get up. married. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, for, and then you're not. And then you don't. It's a peace you don't. marriage. Um, <laughs> but uh, the story is probably my biggest problem with the game. I'm going to be honest. Um, and the bugs. I, I didn't experience as many bugs as you did, like at all. Um, so many. In bugs. fact, I don't think I had many. I guess your biggest. I'm trying to was think of any hunt. like didn't show it like when hunts stopped yeah working, like the biggest bugs biggest i've one. had is when i go yeah when i go to do hunts sometimes the monsters that i'm trying to hunt just don't spawn um and that's probably it in terms of like game breaking stuff mm. like obviously there's the stuff where like when they spawn on the chocobos they spawn one on top of the other <laughs> um <laughs> but that's not game breaking. and like that's just some like graphical stuff yeah um, but overall, I'd never had any experiences where I was like, I actually can't play this game anymore because it doesn't work. And I never even had that before the patch either. Hmm. So, See, on about five occasions, I had a bug that meant that um, I couldn't pick up anything. I couldn't talk to anyone. Basically, the X button stopped working. And the only solution was to do a hard reset of the PS4. And it took the first time that it happened... I was looking it up online, and this game, so many of the bugs, you're like, I am probably the only person to have experienced this because no one (laughs) is talking about it online. It's like, you'd think that someone would mention a game-breaking bug where you can't hand in quests, you can't pick up quest items, you can't get one in your car. And I was, the first time that happened, I was there for like 45 minutes running in circles, I'm just pissed off, and I put the game down for like a week and a half. That's the problem with open world RPGs of any description, really. Like, Skyrim is a good example of this as well, where something will happen and you'll be like, this isn't right, I need to know how to fix this. And you'll go online and literally no one has had the problem, but there have been several people who have had problems that no one else has had either. 
like, so it's um, like you had it in Fallout you're... Four, where your game broke when you tried to go into the subway for a quest. Yeah, uh, and then that randomly just started working by itself. Yeah, like I have really weird bugs with that game as well, where I can't run it full screen. I have to run it run it borderless windowed, or otherwise it doesn't work. Mm. Um, which I'm thankful that Final Fantasy Fifteen is on a console. Yeah. Because I, de- I generally don't have to worry about the game not running in the first place. Um, that and just, like... I really, really like JRPGs, like, a lot. Um, but I haven't ever played a Final Fantasy game before. And this one, in my opinion, was a really good one to start off with. Like, I'm not getting into debates with Final Fantasy fans about how bad this game was, or why it shouldn't have taken ten years, or why it's not Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. Which I appreciate, because I don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, I just sort of appreciate the fact that um, I enjoyed the game for what it was. And I think it's going to be one of those games that I will go back to still. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially when they release the uh, the fixes for the late game stuff. Yeah. I I will say... Oh, sorry. um, just, Just because, like... They introduce New Game Plus, Mm -hmm. so I can just go back through the game with everything I have, with all of my levels, and I can do it pretty quickly now, I'd imagine. And I can watch that Kingsglaive cutscene that makes everything make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say, like, the only other Final Fantasy game I played was the first disc of thirteen. at which point I swore I would never play a Final Fantasy game ever again. And then within an hour of watching an hour of Ebby or Andy play, I was like, I'm going to have to play this game. And, 13 yeah. is probably not the best place to start. No. Um, <laughs> I don't even think Final Fantasy fans like 13 that much. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 my, my only problem with the story is it feels off-paced. And I don't know whether it's because you have the potential think... to wander around and sort of things can yeah. sort of fall by the wayside. But then when I was going through, like, from where you, from where you are onwards, Bill... Um, spoilers, there's not really any side questing that you can do. That's it's what story, I hear. Story, 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 story. Dude, I am super hyped about that. You don't understand. Like, yeah, because you, you, you suffer from, <laughs> I'll hand in this side quest. Oh no, another side uh, quest. <laughs> my my only complaints about 15 really lay in the, in the pacing and structure of the side quests and mm. just a way that they lay them out in the world and like the way and, and like when they <clears> give them to you in relation to where you are in the main story... It's like, like, please, like, only give these to me when I'm at a certain point. Or, like, what, like, because I'm, like, right now, just for reference, my main quest is at level 29. I'm level 44. Like, <laughs> so, and, and and it's, like, not even for, like, like oh, I'm just grinding. Like, oh, I'm, I'm doing side quests still that are, like, level 15. Mm. But they're giving me, like, so much experience. And then on top of that, like unless you're camping like you're getting more experience from the bonus yeah and so it's like it's one, it's one of those things where like i just i'm either i either have to get rid of my tendencies of like having to do every side quest before i move on or like having to clear the map or whatever mm. or i have to get rid of like my desire to um have to be on par with the main quest level and my ocd tendencies one and it's like I kind of don't mind being over level. I kind of came to peace with the fact because I'm still getting my ass kicked by certain enemies still that yeah. that are even like 15 levels below me. And I'm like, you know, what? that's cool with me. Like I don't fuck it. I'm I'm Prince Noctis for God's sake. Let me let me be let me be strong. I kind of came to peace with it the other day. Um, 
after our Twitter conversation came <laughs> out, uh, about Meek saying like, you know, at this Let's point I'm this. no longer I'm no longer Prince Noctis, I'm fucking God Noctis, like running around just yeah. fucking shit up. Like, um, yeah, my only complaint lies with where, where, where the side quests are paced and, and where they're placed and and the side quests in general. Um, I know you're you're on a point, Kenneth. I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I can't remember whether it's chapter nine or chapter ten where it's like this is it. You're you're on track to finish the game now. Um, but even it goes from feeling like the the side quests make everything feel too spread out to suddenly you're seeing that there's or it feels like there's a lot of gaps in the story that aren't explained. It's just like stuff happens. You're like, what, what the hell was that? Oh no, we're moving on to the next thing and. Even thinking on it for the last four or five days, I'm like, why the hell was I doing that? I don't... Under- why was I there? Um, um, let, let, let me explain a little bit to you about the development of this game, because it is kind of fascinating in a way. Uh-huh. Um, so this game, as a whole, used to be Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen, which they announced and showed the sort of like pre-rendered trailer for, with Noctis and the Magitech people... Um, they showed that before the game was even in production, like 10 years ago. <clears throat> um, and then the game went into production uh, for like six years or so. Mm-hmm. And then the director of that game, um, Nomura, uh, decided to step back from the project because he's working on like Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake and yeah. all of this stuff. So he's working on a lot of stuff. Um, and then they had a new director come in. And basically, they had to start development again from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've made everything in Final Fantasy XV in the last three years. And they've sort of had to piece together a story from the original vision of the game. Which, I don't know. I, from what I hear, Final Fantasy games are like kind of complex in their stories and yeah. stuff. So they've had to like piece together what they can from what was originally supposed to be a trilogy of games. Um, without the help of the original creator i guess <coughs> so that could be where like a lot of the story sort of like doesn't make sense and Maybe. like has gaps in it and stuff um but to go back to the side quests for a minute mm-hmm. um i actually uh kind of liked the side quests in a really weird way i know a lot of people really didn't um because they were very fetch questy and it reminded me a lot of xenoblade chronicles actually in its sort of side yeah, quests that that <laughs> <laughs> That is a parallel I drew um, the other day. I was talking to a friend. I'm like, man, like this reminds me of something that like that I really didn't like about something else. Like, what was it? And I'm like, oh fuck. Like, and then I, and then I thought I'm like, it was gonna hit my guts because this is two games now that I know she really likes that I hate <laughs> that I just I just hate a part of like so bad. Um, but they are. It's and it almost at this point just feels like the JRPG side quest. I, I think like yeah. I don't think I don't think Japanese RPGs have quite gotten down how western people like their side quests i guess which is fine because it's you know yeah whatever there's western rpgs for that um but i kind of like the little bits of character you get through the side quests so i'm gonna use dino as an example who you (laughs) who you meet and he's a reporter and he's like look if you go and get this thing for me i'll get you on a boat and you have to do that side quest yeah um so you go and do it. It's a fetch quest where you have to go and get a pretty gem for him. <clears throat> so you go back and he's like, oh, I make jewellery in my spare time. Um, okay. 
thanks. It's great. Uh, so you go back to him again. And he's like, "Could you could you get another jewel for me?" And you go, "Yeah, all right." And then the more you do it, the more he sort of reveals about himself and what he wants. So he yeah. says, "I am a reporter, but I really want to make jewelry. I want I want to be a jeweler for a living, really." And you're like, "Okay, that's weird." And by the time you do the last uh, quest for him, maybe a minor spoiler, I don't know. He says, look, I really want to make jewellery because I know that my jewellery can protect people from demons and a lot of people are getting hurt and I don't want people to get hurt anymore. And I think that builds Dino's character a little bit in terms of him being a good person because he mm-hmm. sort of comes off as a bit of a shit at first. Yeah, yeah. slime ball. <laughs> I don't trust and, him. And then you come to the conclusion at the end of his sort of side quest that he wants to make jewellery to help people so he is a good person at heart. And also, it sort of sets um, a little bit about the world, where it says, like, um, the world's dangerous and people are getting hurt because of these demons, so it, it needs it's a thing that needs to be addressed, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I um, about the side, like, content in this game, like, I, 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 I don't hate all of it. Um, I, actually, I really liked the Dino stuff. Um... And then, like, I love the Dino stuff, and I wish there were like more. There was like a little more of that, because then you have the stuff from like Sonya, like where it's just like where you, <laughs> you get just, some like, frogs. Yeah, yeah, and it's like okay, like I don't mind getting so far, but why am I get? And then like you'll go back to her, and then like she won't even explain shit. Like you'll go back to her, like oh, well, another question mark popped up. I guess that's another Sonya quest over there at that outpost. So you go to that one, and then you show up, and she's like, oh man, you just show up at the right time. Here's what I need, and then it cuts back to the game, and it's like, what do you need? Why <laughs> am I getting these for you, lady? Like what? And, and then just give I hate me your entire list. Just the yeah yeah the the two <laughs> the two side quest chains I loathe the most, and like and they're the two longest ones besides Dino's at least so far, are hers where you're just getting frog bits and you're getting wyvern wings and you're doing whatever, and uh, Dave the oh, fucking the hunter yeah. who's just hey I found some more tags. It's like oh, dude you found them okay you can go get them then Dave <laughs> like. Like I well, get, we learn early on that Dave is a little bit incompetent at he's a piece doing of shit. stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty much the first time we meet um, him is like, is he the head of the hunters? Um, maybe. I hope not. Yeah, I, I, think, that, I think that's <laughs> what I said. Is like, we're looking for the head of the hunters, right? And this guy's really. <laughs> what are we doing? I hope not. Um, uh, All his people for every, are dying. For every one of those, though. Um, like Abby said, like a lot, like a lot of them have like character and stuff. My favorite thing, and I, and I wish like, and the, and it's not that there's a lack of these, because like, it's not like oh man, it's only like two, um, because there is a good bit of them. I, I really, but I, like when I think about those side quests, when I think about the Sonya quest or the Dave quest, like there there are good interactions between your party within those. But mm. then like my favorite side quests in the game, and I wish they're like, I wish that most of them were like this. Are the ones that you kind of unlock with your party members, like either by camping or oh the tours and stuff. Yeah, those yeah. are so good. Like I had one where um, uh, Gladio has to wants to pick flowers for his sister, mm. and yeah. like and like doing that, like picking flowers with Gladio while some lyricless J Rock plays. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> like this is the best. And then one where Ignis lost his glasses got stolen by a black chocobo. Yeah, and yep. like. 
you have to go and hunt down this chocobo and like sneak up on it and get his glasses back. I'm like, this is these are really fun, like intimate moments between Noctis and one other member of the party. Like I have one now I just unlocked where I have to go and get um behemoth meat because Gladio loves cup noodles so much. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. cup. And I loved that like I was sitting there, it's like three thirty in the morning and I'm like I'm getting back to um uh the city and Gladio comes up to me, he's like, Hey Nox and I'm like, oh man, nice! Another Gladio like episode tour thing or whatever. And he's like, I love cup noodles. And I'm like, this is, this, <laughs> this is gonna be good. This is, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. And like, he, he's uh, he's reading his quest out like it's an advertisement for cup noodles. Like, what happened? Oh, it totally like, is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a taste experience. And I'm like, this is the best game. Like, I I love these little bits of character that you get with them, and like the one with Prompto at the motel, like all these little things that you get. <laughs> the one with Prompto at the motel is my favorite one. It's, it's so not good. really like a quest; mm-hmm. it's just like a bit yeah, of interaction yeah. that happens. But I really love that one. What kind of piece of shit is? Okay, I could tell. I, I, I could. Uh, is it what kind of person's going to turn uh, Prompto away? Because I yeah, can tell you who. Wh- I can tell what, you who did. Wh- what evil bastard? Not even that. Not even turning him away. What evil bastard is picking the other dialogue options? Well, like, <laughs> he's opening his heart up to you. I Sorry could, if anyone knows these big exactly spoilers. Who. And like some of the other options are like are like. Yeah, you know what, Prompto? I just don't care. It's like, <laughs> what? Cri- I can, I can Kid Ross, you. did you do this? Did no, you do this? I didn't. Andy did it. Was it Andy? And Andy did it. Is, yeah. is he, Andy he, sitting next to you still? No, Kid no, Ross? he's not. He claims it was an act. He he was mostly okay through till the last one, and he claims that he made a mistake at the end by accident. And he's like, wait a minute, this just ended very quickly. I I feel like this isn't how it's supposed to end. And he rebooted and done it properly, but he maintains it was an accident. <laughs> Well, since he rebooted and did it properly, I, I, I believe him. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I, I'm like, why are they even giving you dialogue <laughs> options for this? Like, what crazy fucker is like, saying, oh, I'm like, like, this, no, I mean, I guess if that's the kind of Noctis you want to play, like, I, I, I am don't tempted know. To Asshole re- Noctis, yeah. I am tempted to <laughs> yeah. replay and choose all the obviously bad options. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a quest later on, which is all about making the right choices. And it's like, this is obviously the right choice. This is obviously the wrong choice. I kind of want to pick the wrong one. <laughs> Be bad, Noctis. Um, I can tell you my favorite series of side quests, though, is uh, from the only fat person in the entire world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I broke a bill. <laughs> uh, otherwise known as Vive. Uh, he is the he is the photographer who um, actually uses Dino as his journalist. Yeah, so Dino I really writes enjoyed the those quests. Bit, but uh, they're also really rewarding. But it's just nice to sort of travel around so taking pictures. Much. Yeah, by the end, it's like, do you want twenty five thousand gills for this? And I'm like, <laughs> for this sure. one picture, it's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> that guy is always failing himself. Yeah, because <laughs> he lives in the Stalem. It's bloody hot there, apparently. <laughs> You know what sucks though is the minute that you finish those side quests, he's gone. Like he yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Like oh, he just man. stops existing in the world. I do like those ones. I do like those ones. Well, like, mostly because I like his voice. He sounds like John Goodman. Um, I played uh, it in Japanese. Yeah, so, Japanese. Uh, although, um, if we're gonna gonna give shout outs to like voice actors, uh, Darren DePaul is Arden. Oh, he's so amazing. good. He's so I, good. Not, I've not heard him in English, but. Aside from he's it, really is, good. Is it the so, same bo- voice so... as in the film? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Okay. Then, Both yeah, of you guys are, are playing the Japanese, then? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, see, mm-hmm. I, I, I love the dub. Like, I, I personally think that, like, the dub uh, um, kind of gives the, like, gives them a little more character, in my opinion. Um, it like, does It does make it so that we miss out on uh, memes, like, I've come up with a new recipe, or whatever yeah, like, it is. I, 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 okay. love, I love Gladio's dub voice, I love Ignis's dub voice. I think, um, I, did, I didn't look up the names admittedly, but I think whoever does Noctis does a fantastic job. Ray Chase, um, I believe. Uh, I Gladio really is love... junk rep. Yeah, Gladio is no junk rep. No shit! <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Cool. Um, yeah, and I, I, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying the dub uh, thus far. Um, See, I decided that I was going to play uh, the subbed version of it. Which, by the way, the subtitles are just the English script. Yeah. There's, they aren't accurate subtitles at gotcha. all. Gotcha. Um, but I wanted to play it in Japanese because it had Mamoru Miyano in there, who I'm a really big uh, fan of. Because gotcha. he yeah, plays yeah. Ignis, and that's not really the sort of character that he tends to play either, so I was sort of interested in seeing his Ignis, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Let me look him up really quickly. But Noctis's voice actor um, was voiced by. Uh, Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a Tatsuhisa Suzuki, who. Um, he voiced Makoto in Free, mm-hmm. Makoto in Free, and I'm also a massive fan of Old Codex, which he's the lead vocalist for. So, um, so you had your reasons. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah, and as it turns out, whoever voiced Prompto, I love him. I, I just want to squeeze him because his voice for Prompto is so good. Um, <clears throat> really? But it does mean it does mean that I miss out on probably one of the best dubbed performances. I've heard in a really long time, which is Arden. He's um, really good. I'm really, really good. I, if I replay, I might play it in English. But my my reason for not wanting to play the dub is um, the moment I heard because Andy's playing in dub English. Uh, mm. The moment I heard Ignis say, "I've come up with a new recipe," I couldn't I love get, it. I couldn't get out of my head that it sounds like little Karibu, little Karibo's version of <laughs> Yugi. Um, and so that's all I hear it as, and the entire Ignis voice is now just impossible for me to listen to now. I love, like, I think I think it might be one of the reasons I love Gladio so much um, is his dub voice, yeah. and uh, and and the way that, uh, like, he reminds me of my one friend who who's just as like deadpan in certain situations where like you'll be in combat and like 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 Nakus like oh great job Gladio and he'll just be like yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's all you got? And then there's a line, my, my friends and I always make fun of it, um, is when you're running through the world, like, like the, the environment, and, like, Noctis will be like, oh, man, it's so cold, or it's chilly. And Gladio, no, 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 it's it's so hot. Um, yeah. and, Gladi- and Gladio will respond, like, well, then lose the jacket. Like, he'll say it like <laughs> such a, like, such a dick, and, like, I'll just, like, he just slur, he just, like, dumps it out of his mouth. Like, he doesn't even, know. Then lose a jacket. Is that the one nice. that's followed up with and be shirtless like you? Uh, you just don't want to show off your scrawny body. Hey, yeah. I've got, hey, yeah. I've got muscles. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I uh, th- that brings me kind of to my next strength of of fifteen. I, I, like, like the story might be spotty in spots, and like, yeah, like there are definite issues. Like even even like I, I haven't gotten to that bit yet where where you say like it just kind of goes story 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 story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like there are moments where it's like, okay, you know, I'm doing this and now I'm doing something with gods and it's like, why am I like, whatever, you know, whatever, fuck <clears> it. Um, and, but like the, one of the, like the thing that propels me through this and like, I do, I do enjoy the story mostly because I really want to see Noctis like fulfill his goal. Um, is like, I think the characters are so strong in this game that mm. like it makes either the mundane side quests that I don't enjoy doing or, or it makes certain aspects of the story that might not make sense, but it, like it, it elevates them a little higher because one of my most important aspects of anything, and like this goes where I'm watching anime or, or where I'm playing games or TV shows or movies, like you can have like the best story in the world. If your characters suck ass, then like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it, it does not matter to me how good your story is. But if you have great characters, it doesn't matter how bad your story is for the most part. The, you can still you, you can still enjoy it. People. Yeah, yeah. So like, and and uh, that's not me saying the fifteen story is bad by any means. I'm just saying like like by by comparison's sake, like you could have a shit story, but have just a great cast. And I I love spending time with the characters in fifteen. Like your party mm-hmm. in fifteen is so good. Like like. And, and even the the random bits of people who enter it, like, um, oh shit, Gladio's sister, Lyra? What the hell's her name? Iris. Fuck. Iris. Iris. Well, who the hell's Lyra? Is that anybody in the game? I just make that no. up. <laughs> no, I think you're who making that one up. Who the fuck is Lyra? Anyway. <laughs> uh, That's why you're picking flowers, because her name's Iris, <laughs> like a flower. Yeah. Um, like, I love her, and, like, I love that, like, if she just ever joins you in battle, she, like, hits shit with a giant, like, Moogle plush or whatever. Mm. And, like, yeah. I just, I, I love the characters. I love. I love like Arden's great. He's a great villain, and like the the entire aspect of like oh you're on a road trip with your buds like that it, it instantly drew me in. Like I know some people are complaining that like you don't really get interchangeable party members or like you know you don't like I guess one one of the big aspects of JRPGs is getting new party members and like you know oh this is how I want my party composition to be blah blah blah. Like, you don't really get that in here. Like, you get guests every now and then who join in with you and stuff like that. And, like, that's cool. Like, Ariana and stuff like that. But, um, or... Ari- I like Ariana. Ariana. She's... Ariana, yeah. yeah. I knew I pronounced it wrong. I was about to ask. Ariana. Ariana Grande. She's in Final Fantasy <laughs> she now. Is in, she is. She in is. Brave she's in Yeah, Brave yeah. Exvius. Um, <laughs> maybe she'll be DLC for 15. <laughs> um, she'll be, she'll be the, at the Moogle in, Festival. In the co-op stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You can play as Ariana Grande. Uh, I've got I've got dibs weird. on Ariana Grande. Like, <laughs> like, anyway, um, oh shit, where was I going? Um, I don't know. Oh, the uh, yeah, 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 the the whole like road trip aspect mm-hmm. of like your buddies and stuff, and like like having the fact that your party doesn't change around, the fact that you are with these same dudes the whole time, and the fact that like they feel so close. And if you've seen Kingsglaive and Brotherhood, and like like you, there's there's an obvious bond between them all, and you get it between mm. like the ribbings they give each other like 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 this the insults and like the busting terrorist balls and like the the pictures that Prompto takes whenever you camp uh, like that feature instantly was one of my favorite things in the whole game cuz like yeah I just I, I don't it. know whether I prefer the pictures that look really cool or the god awful pictures that he <laughs> the takes. Out of, the out of focus, the out of focus of a, ones of a or, frog, or he's mm-hmm. hiding in a bush. Yeah. Or he's <laughs> man, you look really cool. Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love them. Next playthrough, I'm probably all. only like, going to save the bad photos, and then I'll share all of them. It's like, look how like, good Prompto is. He's level ten photography. I'm on chapter eight right now, and yeah. I have 142 pictures saved. Yeah. I have to delete some. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just love it. I like if they the, sold the... a bigger storage for photos, I'd buy it. Yeah, hell yeah! Just let me save them all, Square. Like, there, there's, I have like a thousand pictures because like I. 
Gladio takes the goofiest like vacation. Like he just looks out of place, <laughs> smiling like a goof. He's like he's so like tough. And like whenever they go like anywhere, like whether you're at at the ocean or like by a mountain or a volcano, like he always takes an awkward like smiling picture. And I mm. always love them. I love them so much because it's like like these guys are like seeing places they've never been before. Like despite the fact that there's such high stakes yeah. and whatever. Like but like initially at the start of the story, you know, these are just they're just going across country. They're keeping Noctis safe. You know, they they're going for peace to marry Luna Frey with Noctis, blah blah blah. And like, but even when the stakes are high, like these guys joke around and like. They're obvious friends, and they're seeing things like even on the way to like like death. They're you know like oh man, it's, it's a geyser. Let's go. I've never seen a geyser. It's like <laughs> like it it brings you really close to, to them, and like I I absolutely love spending time with uh, with uh, with these characters. Like mm-hmm. I and the music. Oh my god! Yes, Yoko Shimomura. She's so good. She's so good. So Is she the one who uh, oh decided god. that I can just drive around listening to One Wing Angel forever? <laughs> no, it's the best driving track in the world. <laughs> oh my god! Everybody, oh, um, might disagree. Do do either <laughs> of you know? I, I don't. I haven't like checked out every shop or whatever in the game yet. Uh, is Final Fantasy fourteen soundtracks in yes. this game? Yeah, yeah, I gotta. Would you know where it's sold? By off chance, by any. You, you uh, any... I could probably check. I'll yeah. I'll Google it because I don't want you to spoil anything. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wanna. That's the only one I'm gonna listen to because that fourteen has an amazing <clears throat> soundtrack. I love that game. <clears throat> Oh, because I know 11's in the game, and I'm like, 14's got to be in here then if they, if they have the MMO soundtracks. So I was like, oh, I need 14's music. Um, but oh my god, the soundtrack, like the battle music, like there's like normal battle music, and then there's like imperial. Like the first time when you like start kicking imperial ass after you find the news out um, about the mm. city, and like the that uh, like the other battle theme starts playing with the piano and stuff, like the more intense version. Like I got so. Oh my god, I got so hyped up. I'm like, let's kick some imperial ass. Right, just oh. just to be sure, 14 is XIV, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, you get it at um, Lestalum. Oh! Uh, Koenig Station, Lestalum. Nice. Well, I'm, uh, as soon as we're done recording all this, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. Is I'll, I'll just... I'll just send you a message in Discord or something yeah. just with nice. that information. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I've um I've remembered something else I don't like about the game. For goodness sake. <laughs> no, you 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 feel the same way is you've probably met it as well, Bill. The number of times that the game says once you do this quest you cannot oh, yeah. you cannot go oh, back. Oh yeah, it's it, so obviously false. But most eventually of the time. it's true, but you it happens like six <laughs> times in a row and you're like, well then this one's clearly not going to matter. Oh wait, no, this one's true. Um yeah, I can't go back now. Well, the first time, and and sorry, spoilers. I I'm not worrying about this right now. The the first time is that obvious, like not obvious fake, but the first time they fake you out. Like you think, like yeah. oh, I'm gonna get on this boat and I'm gonna go. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously mm-hmm. then the port's closed or whatever. Um, but the other times where where it's like oh yeah, you it know, does it so many times, and I was just yeah. like. At one point, I was just like, well, I just want to play, I, I want to see what the story is about before, yeah. like, anything gets spoiled or whatever. Um, so, I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. And then I was, like, trapped for four immediately hours. trapped in a story that I couldn't, like, go back from for yeah. a really long time. One, Which kind of um, sucked. Because <laughs> if you get to uh, a set of gates, yeah. don't go through those gates if you aren't ready to, uh... Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, that's a that's a good note. That's a good spoiler-free note. Um, 
Because, like, I'm just, I'm obsessed with doing, like, stuff before I progress. Um, hmm. So, like, that's good to know. Um, mm. Also, uh, I triggered the end game content before the end game. <laughs> um, Does it tell you? Does it tell yeah. you this end game content? Um, like the, like you can, post-game? Or? I didn't know that it was post-game until Ebby was like, wait a minute, how are you... This is the end. This is the post-game stuff. What are you being told so about this? It's, and I think a lot of people know there's a super boss in the post-game content. Yeah. Um, that only spawns at a certain point where you go back to Lucis. And I thought that was just, you know, when you'd finished the game and, you know, you knew what you were doing, sort of. Mm. Apparently, if you just go back to Lucis at any point, it spawns and it's there. <laughs> I'm like interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I, I tried to take it on. Uh... <laughs> Naturally. Do you want to know how long that boss took me? An hour and a half. Holy shit balls! That's nothing like well, this seven. That's that nothing like. No, they said it was going to be like seventy-two hours to beat this boss at first, and then it went what down to fuck? like thirty hours, and then it was down to six, and I did it in an hour and a half. So. You can speaking do it in like of, uh, eight minutes if you're pro. So. Speaking of fights, an aspect of the game I don't, I don't think any of us talked about um, is the the combat, um, which I I think is phenomenal. Mm. Um, in making I think it's really f- fun as well, making you feel so cool. Mm. Like, I love it. I understand I, the yeah, criticism it of it's it. just ho- like you can do it by just holding circle, which I get. Yeah, um, yeah. If you if you want. You shouldn't, um, though, because no, shouldn't. that's... <laughs> it's not particularly effective, but I will that's admit... That's sort of missing the point a little bit. I, I did get to a point where I'm like, I still can't get blindsides or breaks or anything off properly. <clears throat> I'll just hold circle, bash around a bit, <laughs> block when it tells me to. Yeah, blocking, parrying, uh, doing doing the like tech bar moves and making sure you've got yeah. the right yeah. side for the right situation. It's... Not as tactical, obviously, as like turn-based RPGs where mm. you know you give yourself massive buffs. But mm. the more you unlock on the ascension chart, the cooler it sort of gets. And yeah. The more helpful things you get, like Ignis, just like heals everyone now for no reason, which saves me a bunch of potions, mm. or it spends my potions, and that's where they're going. It's one of the two. Yeah, I think it <laughs> spends <laughs> them. <laughs> no, no, because you've got that. You've got that item or perk or weapon or whatever it is that makes Noctis use a potion when he gets below half health. That's where they're going. Yes. Yeah, that's that's um, a, an accessory that I'm wearing. Yeah. A really useful one. As long as you remember to buy more potions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also, I keep forgetting that I've got it equipped, so whenever I get like hit really hard, I'm like, damn it, i got to go into the menu, and then I like use a potion, and I'm like, oh, I didn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love Final Fantasy XV. And I know we've just spoken yeah. about it for probably about 40 minutes. That's um, fine. That's... <laughs> I remember a That's moment fine. when you said, I won't be talking as much about this as Bill just well, did. I don't think I did a lot of the talking. I think a lot of the talking was you guys because yeah. the, the thing with The Last Guardian is only Bill's played it. True. Whereas Final mm-hmm. Fantasy XV is a massive JRPG that all of us have played. Oh! Um, I really like... Um, one thing that I, I was surprised with really early on in the game... Well, now, there's bits of this um, anyway because it's just the way these things are structured It's when it comes from Japan. Um, is I was really surprised at like how non-babyish Noctis was about a lot of things. I um, thought he was going to be emo crybaby. Yeah. He does same. look like it. Yeah, that's yeah, why we all, that's why we all thought. <laughs> he's really funny, I think. I yeah. think he's Sam, I, I really like Noctis. Like, like, one of the things going into it, like, like 
seeing Kingsglaive and knowing what, what was about to happen. And, like, he had his moment, but, like, but like he had his reason for being upset. Like, you know, like, my dad didn't tell me any of this shit was about to happen. Like, like, his dad knew. Mm. And, and, like, whatever. Like, he got Noctis out of there. Like, that was kind of his goal. And and it's, like, like Noctis is upset about that. Like, why would he save, like, like, like what the? But, like, at, once you find out the city falls, like, I was expecting Noctis to go. But, like, no, he goes full, like, badass mode. He wants to kick some ass. I'm, like, I was super... Like hyped about that because we've all seen anime. Like we we all played other JRPGs. Like we all know how this shit goes. You know the protagonist mm-hmm. has a lull for like eight episodes where they're moping around and then they bust out of their shell and they you know like they realize oh I have friends let's do this and it's like no <laughs> like, not in this like Noctis is like I'm gonna kill them all and it's like yeah dude like fuck yes yes oh you know another thing that was really cool oh, I'm sorry I, we'll cap off Final Fantasy 15 but like I love I. But like I really love this, I really like this game a lot. Um, <laughs> is is I haven't even finished it yet. Uh, th- there's like the, I watched Kingslave before I played, and that moment where you first encounter Arden at um is it Galden's Quay. What the hell is that place called? Uh, Gal- uh the fan. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, when you first encounter, I mean, like flips you that coin, and like mm-hmm. you don't really like 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 it's so <clears throat> cool to have that information in your head prior that like this dude's i mean it's also obvious he's like villainous like just the way he talks um anyway i prefer that i didn't know that about him like i i i I, I met we met ardin and i'm like this guy's kind of shifty but he's really cool and then we watched kingsglaive and i'm like oh my god like i like i think there was like like a really cool like ominous feel to when he flips like Noctis the coin and tells him like he's gonna need this and like like none of the characters know what the hell he's talking about but like you do and you're kind of like that's kind of a really cool little um interaction there between a character that you know and they don't yeah. um mm. but I but I could understand like you know not wanting to know that um like going into the, into the game um but I, I love that little bit um yeah uh, that first interaction with him but uh but yeah no 15's great uh I will say good. it's one of the a few video games that actually made me sob. Like, I finished at, like, five in the morning, and I had somewhere to be the next day. Last Guardian's next. <clears throat> oh, God. And I was, like, in bed with my duvet, like, pulled up to my face, like, no, <laughs> I can't watch this, I'm so sad, I don't want it to be over. Because I don't know if, like, I was just sad that the game was actually over, or if it was <laughs> that the ending cutscene was actually quite sad as well. It's quite long as well, the ending. Oh boy! <laughs> so, you're me, so you're telling me to prepare my time? Um, yeah, time once once you hit the last boss, you'll know when it is. It's probably clear. Clear my schedule. It's at least forty five minutes to the end, I think, mm. because that it, gotcha. because it does the thing where it's like beat the boss, cutscene, credits. You're like, okay, fine, I'm I'm done cutscene credits i think there's something else after the credits yeah again. there's something else after the credits as well so yeah um i i i think the ending of the game for me i know a lot of people are not going to agree but for the game i think the ending was perfect and just like tied everything up really nicely um i'll say the ending ending did the f- if, yeah like if you didn't like if you hadn't told me by the way there's something after this set of credits i'd been like that's kind of a weird ending but okay whatever um there's just like it ties everything up so i don't really have any questions about certain things that happen in the game um and i just think it was a good way to sort of cap off the adventure i don't Mm. know 
Um, and I don't, I'm not going to say what happens, obviously, because no. yeah. Bill would like rage quit the. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe once um, Bill's finished it, we could do like a I'm, mini uh, episode and talk yeah, about our feelings on the ending. I'm, I'm going to try to. I mean, might be a bit impossible. I'm going to try to have a beaten by. Well, my goal. If I don't have a beaten by Tuesday, when Yakuza comes out, then I fucked up. But um, the, the <laughs> way I'm you'll gonna... need to delay playing Yakuza so that you actually finish this game. No, yeah, I'm not gonna. Even though I have Yakuza coming in the mail on Tuesday, I'm not starting that until I beat this. Like that's my that's my like like I'm this like I'm on chapter eight. But the way I have everything set up is like I pretty much have my map cleared right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the mindset of when I turn this game on next, I'm blitzing the story because I'm almost level fifty. Like I know yeah. I I. I'm sure I'm good, uh, like at least up until a certain point towards the end, like at this level is prob- wise. This is a problem. Like, um, I was level sixty-eight when I finished the game, um, and the last boss was like super easy, like easiest yeah. thing I've done in the entire game. The- my, I, like my, I have a friend boss. who was level eighty-five and just like blitzed through it in about five minutes. I feel like <laughs> the penultimate boss was a better final boss. Like, that actually took me longer uh, than the final boss. Yeah. I'd agree. See, like, that's, that's, like, my problem. Like, not even, like, the, like the side quests are... Su- I mean, they aren't, they aren't that... Some of them are pretty bad, but, like, not that, like... That's the only reason I hate them. It's just they give you so much... If they balance the XP a bit on the side quests... Like, some of the... I was looking at my, through my quest log, and a level 15 quest gave me 4,000 experience, and a level 26 quest gave me 2,000. It's like, mm. what the hell is this? <laughs> like... I I, I shouldn't overlevel so much, but it's my own fault for doing them. They're obviously they're only for experience, and because they give a lot, they're obviously still worth doing when you're higher level. Like, because yeah. I'm still doing like some like level twenty something quests, and I'm getting like enough experience to level like a few times after a rest. And I think the resting thing is kind of like, there for that as well. Like, if you don't do the side quests and so you're done with the game, like you can still do all these like lower level side quests, and then also double the experience to make it worth it when you're higher level. Mm, I wonder. How much of I wonder if like the side quests early on give more experience so that you get over what I feel is like the beginning of a JRPG grind of you don't Possibly. feel like you're actually Possibly. progressing, and so yeah. if you have a ton of experience and they're encouraging you to stay at hotels where you even only get like a one point five or a one point eight boost, mm-hmm. you get a lot of ascension points very early on. You're like, yes, I can look this, 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 yeah. this, 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 and then it sort of starts to slow down. But at that point, it's like, well. I'm enjoying just beating up dudes. Yeah, mm. it's 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 um, that's a good that's a good point because like I know like a lot of what they were going for like you know even with the message in the beginning mm. it was the Final Fantasy for, for what for a weird thing to, and... to put yeah. in like a splash <laughs> title screen <laughs> on your game. Um, like I, I think they were kind of looking for that audience that like doesn't maybe necessarily play JRPGs, um, you know, and I paid off for them big. The game is selling fantastically. Um. Uh, Shame the soundtrack's so, like, twenty four quid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so good. That's why. You know. Who's your favorite um, character? Let's end on that. Uh, oh, Arden, Ignis, Arden or Aranea. Ignis. I love him. I love Aranea too, though. Pronto is oh, my favorite. Shit. Uh, but I love Gla- oh, Yeah, Ignis. I yeah. If we're Ignis. limiting it to the main four, I'd say Noct. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I actually really like. just Noct. completely the, forgot about the main character. You know, <laughs> the only character that I actually don't like in the main four is Gladio. So, oh my god, 
She has her reasons like, for that, though. I have I like... my reasons. I'm not going to okay. explain reasons. my reasons, but... Gotcha. Asshole. Um... Right, let's move on. <laughs> now, you'd think an hour and a half in, I would have narrowed down which one I'd, I'd talk about. Go on, pick one. Um, I guess I'll say Pokemon. I was about to say Stardew, but I'll say Pokemon. <laughs> um, Change my mind. Oh, you can talk so good. Pokemon. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, I haven't. Fit, I'll admit I haven't beaten it yet. I can't get past the bloody first battle at the Pokemon League. But considering I've been the last few gens, really sort of like, am I really enjoying this? Or am I just playing it because I used to play it a long time ago? Um, it. I really enjoyed everything about it. Um, I think it helped that I didn't know anything aside from maybe four or five Pokemon that got spoiled for me. Um, and I've been trying to convince people that haven't played a Pokemon game since Red or Blue uh, to be like, yeah, pick up a, three, a 2DS for, for cheap and play this game. Uh, it's a lot like it, but it's done all the <clears> new <throat> stuff that have come in uh, in subsequent gens without feeling like it's trying to lead you too much by the hand. Um yeah. yeah. And I'm looking forward to playing it on the Switch. Yeah, probably. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hell uh, yeah. I sort of agree. Um I don't think it's I don't think I've had the problem that you've had with Pokemon games mm. as of late. Um there's a lot of things I really, really love about Sun and Moon. Um but then at the same time, because because there was so much information around the game, I have no will to sort of finish it because mm-hmm. I know what the post game content is because they said what the post game content is before launch. Yeah. Um. Well, they've said what some of it is. I don't know if that's all of it, but it's just like I remember when I was trying to tell you when I went into X and Y completely blind, and I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. I tried to do that with Sun and Moon, but then, like, people would upload videos to YouTube, and they weren't even necessarily people that I was subscribed to, but they, because I watch a lot of videos to do with Nintendo games, Mm. the videos with, like, the starter evolutions would show up in the thumbnail, would show up in my recommended feed, Mm. and it'd be like, here's this post-game content that's really cool, and at one point I was just like, I might as well just watch the trailers at this point, because... I'm getting like half the information and it still feels really crap to yeah. you know be spoiled in that sort of sense. Mm. So I ended up watching most of the trailers when those came out and just like had not that much interest in finishing the game which is kind of a shame. Yeah. In my opinion. But I have like not I say, played it's, it it's, yet. It's a really mm-hmm. tough there's uh, at least 5 games that I'm like I really enjoyed all of these and I can't limit it to just one i don't have a standout game of the year um i think i think pokemon's a cool pick though um i i feel like for some reason like when i read a lot of lists and like i like everything i've heard about pokemon has been like really great <laughs> and like whenever i see anybody talk about like pokemon like i ne- or, or whenever i see people talk about their games of the year i never see anybody mention it like for some reason like i feel like it was a pretty high profile release like yeah. like what ha- what did everyone forget about pokemon like, I don't, I don't... no they all remember pokemon go for some reason yeah yeah <laughs> Which admittedly is not really a great game, but uh, I think that was one of the no. like, biggest standout moments for me in, in 2016. Um, 
Like, the act of, of getting together to play it was more fun than the game itself. Um, yeah. Like, just just seeing, like, my entire downtown area come to life was, like, just, like, what the fuck? Like, and particularly like, after, like, five, six years of recession, to see, like, like places <laughs> that haven't seen people for months just suddenly have hundreds of people was amazing. <laughs> it, it was really interesting to, like, just see, like... Like parents and families and stuff all run around and like, I like not that they don't yeah, I learned, together, but I learned over Christmas that my um, brother plays Pokemon Go with his son, mm. um, and I'm like, I probably would have done that with my dad. Yeah, like my dad probably would have been like, because he was the one who got me into Pokemon in the first place. He would have been like, look, there's this game on my phone. We can go and play it together, and it would have been a re- really cool like bonding experience. I'm a little still, bit still... jealous that, like, my nephew gets to do that with his dad. And I, yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> you had a kid. No. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> on the off chance uh... that there was a game called Pokemon Go, that you could take yeah. a kid out on. on yeah, I should have been planning for this moment four years ago. Yeah. Wow. Nice. No, I, I think that's a cool pick, though, to throw in the pot. Um... I actually think it's really weird, now that I'm thinking about it. All of the, like, little kids at the Christmas meetups and stuff were super into Pokemon. Mm. And literally everyone in my family was like, reminds me of you when you were young. And I'm like, yeah, I still really like Pokemon. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got to to be the cool old person at the Christmas events. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I have given up on trying to beat Alpha Sapphire. Why, at this point? I really liked Alpha Sapphire. Like, I really liked Alpha Sapphire. I was never too big into Gen 3 to begin with, so that's probably See, I always skip a generation. I'm always like, love Gen 1, okay on Gen 2, love Gen 3, don't care about Gen 4, love Gen 5, don't really care about Gen 6. So, mm. there you go. Fair <clears throat> okay. Pokemon. That was a very quick one, because yeah. there's not really much you can say about Pokemon. Pokemon is Pokemon. It's just... Mm really good yeah if you've not played it for a while and you're like I kind of want to play it pick up some of it or stars if that is actually a thing yeah Eclipse I feel like Eclipse is a better name (laughs) I believe that as well stars version yeah (laughs) maybe they'll do what I've wanted them to do for like literally years and make it so you can travel through all of the regions because that's all I want that's all I want that's all I want Oh, you know what sucks? You know what's not my game of the year? Being sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to announce that I'm sick so I can get that louder cough out of the way. That's um, fine. It's not like That's I could have edited it out. <sighs> Coughs are... You can't remove a cough from Audacity. It's physically impossible. It's in the patch <laughs> notes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright, so what other games have we got to talk about? Should we get Overwatch out of the way? Because I'm pretty sure Overwatch is on all the lists. <laughs> yep, yeah. it's on mine. It's number three on my... Well, yeah, number three on my list. It's number four on my list. It is number one on my most played list. I can tell you that much. Uh, I, don't nice. think pl- I don't think I've ever played a game as much as I've played Overwatch. I don't know. I'm looking at my uh, four top... Well, my four top games. Uh, Final Fantasy, I've spent 106 hours in. Mm. Stardew Valley... Uh, 120 probably the next one probably 80 and then Overwatch which is probably about 130 at this point 
I'm gonna just double check what uh, what our Overwatch stats are at. So I'm not playing a game. I'm not playing a game. I promise. <laughs> oh no! Oh. I accidentally clicked the competitive button, and now I'm in a competitive <laughs> game. Overwatch. Um, I I think like all all Overwatch has to do to speak for itself. I think is the fact that both of you have like like that many hours into a shooter. Um, yeah, let me just say, I don't really like first-person shooters. This is the first one that I've really gotten into, um, because it's fun and quirky and has character to it, and I'm not limited to shooty man. I can mm-hmm. play grenade man or uh, <laughs> mech girl. <laughs> like, there's there's a lot of different options for me as someone yeah. who's never really been into first-person shooters. And I don't think, like... Unless they do another game that's really similar to Overwatch, I'm gonna be on the first-person shooter bandwagon anytime soon. Because I've tried playing Call of Duty before and I've never really liked it, and y- you know, just. I'm ashamed to say, even though you picked up the game a couple of months later, you're only like 15 hours behind me in terms of time played. I'm at about 160 hours. You're about 145. Oh. All told. In comp and AI and all that malarkey. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, this was like a new experience for me totally, and it shows in my sort of play style, I guess, because I'm not good at aiming. Um, Because, you know, I've never played a first-person shooter (laughs) before, because why why would I be good at aiming just randomly? Um, This is my first one on a PC. Um, I've never played a shooter on the PC that I've enjoyed. Yeah, I love Overwatch. I think Overwatch is so good. Junkrat's still my favorite. Over, over, it's it's really a phenomenal game. Like, um, I'm a big Blizzard fan. Like, I, like I, I, I play a lot of their games. I their have games... heard on 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 the wind somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> their games always seem to like have something in it that hooks me. Whether it's WoW or Diablo or or, or this, like, and like. The fact that they made an FPS, and I, like, I happen to really love FPS, and I really enjoy Team Fortress, and I like team-based shooters. I like shooters with classes and different loadouts, and and Overwatch was kind of like a dream come true for like a Blizzard fan and a shooter fan because I mm. think they like they made the only FPS in like I used to play. I had like my core group of people that I used to play FPS with. I used to play Halo two, three, and COD four with the same group of people religiously like like th- like these fps games would bring me back to it like my tv every night like like they it was they were the only games besides mmos that i would play religiously like on a, on a nightly basis and then i kind of stopped playing fps games religiously i would still buy them obviously like i don't count destiny because destiny has like rpg hooks and all of that like like i'm talking like purely round based i'm killing a guy in oklahoma like like those type of FPS games. Like Destiny, I'm shooting monsters that are controlled by a computer mm. most of the time. So like I don't count. I, I look at that like I look at MMOs. So like I would still buy them. I would buy like Battlefield 4 or, or I'd buy Black Ops 3 or whatever. And like I would play it for like two or three weeks with my friends. And like and then they would like slowly start to drop off. And like I would slowly start to drop off. And it's like, yeah, you know, I don't really feel like playing this anymore. It's the same shit. Um, Overwatch, I, since launch in May... Uh, 2016 i have played that game religiously every week every other night with the same group of friends that i played fps games with all the way back then like family and friends like that that like kept us hooked is is the group aspect of it and 
that's an impressive feat for Overwatch because it brought back people who stopped playing FPS games within my circle of friends. It brought me back into playing an, an FPS game for as long as I have consistently, for as many hours as I have. And that's a feat that no FPS game since maybe COD 4 or Halo 3 has done for mm-hmm. me. And, like, that's super exciting because, like, I, I was missing that kind of. I would always kind of look for that. Like, what is my main game? Like, everyone seems to have a main multiplayer game, with it, whether it's fucking a stupid MOBA or... Um, you know, they're a Battlefield fan or they're a COD fan, whatever. They like fighting games. They love playing Street Fighter. Like, I'd never have a damn main game. I'm always jumping around. Like, it'd be nice to have that game I can always fall back on. And typically, it would be MMOs. But I can't play MMOs anymore because, like, I just don't have the brain for it. Like, I still love WoW, but, like, I can't play that game longer than the initial leveling period through an expansion. So, I'm, like, I'm like a lost puppy until Overwatch came out. Um, and, like, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. The The... the the extended universe stuff they do with the comics and with the animated shorts, the way that they introduce their characters, the way that their characters all relate kind of to how they play, and just the the, the variety in the roster that they have and the way that Blizzard is so fucking good at getting people who don't typically play a genre to play the genre. Like with World of Warcraft, MMOs were an obtuse, like, nerd fest before WoW came out. And, like, EverQuest was so fucking hard and weird and, like, like like just obtuse to the point where like unless you were really attuned with rpgs and the way mmos work and and like you had to kind of maybe get in through ultima or what like m like in order to talk to npcs an example in order to talk to npcs in everquest like you didn't know if they had a quest you had to walk up to them type slash hail and get into this disgusting ass (laughs) not disgusting but like this conversation with them it, like in chat it's like this is an npc just give me the goddamn quest and then blizzard comes about with wow and that explodes because people who don't typically play mmos can play wow because of the way that they introduce the systems and the way that they um streamline the genre or not even necessarily streamline because i don't want to make a sound like dumb things down because overwatch has a lot of complexity and so does wow but they make it so that people can digest it without having to be an uber nerd um, I don't want to insult the word nerd, but like that's true. Like, you're, like in order to play EverQuest, you had to be like a straight up LARPer dork guy in order <laughs> to play it. Like, like Blizzard is so good at like taking a genre and going here, everybody can fucking enjoy it, you know. And and then <clears throat> once they do that, then they get their hooks in you by going here. Look at all this complexity and all this depth and all these things that you can learn, all these things you can do. Because WoW certainly has difficulty, and Overwatch, like learning counters and, and the way that team comps work and like this getting into competitive is tough. And, like, I love that aspect of it, but I also love that, like, anybody can look at that roster of characters, that 23 characters they have right now, and, like, either find someone that they, like, identify with, like, aesthetically, personality-wise, playstyle-wise, and go, I'm going to learn that character right now, or I'm going to, I like playing Call of Duty, so I like Soldier 76, or or I really like, um, I, 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 I'm like Asian and I, and I really want to play May or whatever. And then like, you know, like, like you might not even know what she plays like at the start, but like you easily, you quickly affix your eyes on a man. You really want to play as May or, you know, like, like the, the way that they present that roster of characters is so fucking good. Overwatch is, is so goddamn good. Like that is, and the, and the fact that it's not my game of the year speaks volumes about how much I appreciate 2016 as a year for gaming. Cause like the game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. In, in a related note of Blizzard making things accessible, we haven't been playing it much recently, Ooh. but uh, Abby and I, for a brief period, got pretty into Heroes. That's yeah. a good mo. That's a good MOBA. Like that's a, that's a great that's a great example. 
Um, it was uh, uh, we were playing it quite often, I guess, until we tried to get Andy to yeah. play it. Pretty, who pretty like much straight we... up didn't didn't get it, didn't listen to what he needed to do, and was just like, "I'm Tracer <laughs> on a flying Hearthstone card, see ya." And just like we, uh, I started when they announced that there was going to be a Genji event. I started just before that, and then I got Abby to play during the event, and it went pretty well. And then I think we got and we tried to get Andy to get the skin. And he played one game as Tracer, who is ranked as quite a hard hero, and he uh, he avoided the sage advice that we provided, and we haven't played since, to be honest with you, um, which I'm kind of sad about. I did I did enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, I actually thought... put some money into that game because I really wanted to play as Lady Sylvanas from World of Warcraft. So. Yes. That's... Yeah, that's a really good example, actually. Like, I fucking hate MOBAs. Like, I will sit there and, like, this rip MOBAs till the... till, t- But but I like heroes. Um, uh, I, I think the way Blizzard keeps the matches shorter than typical MOBAs, I think the map variety in heroes is, is like, the key, because otherwise you're just like, oh, but it's, it, but it's the complexity oh, man. of the map. It's like the a, pirate one. No, the, the pirate, pirate map is so good. It's great. It's great. Like... And, and yeah, when, the when fact you, that like a lot of people, when you because I was trying to sell it to uh, someone else as well, um, when the, you mentioned the word moment, it's like, oh, but games take like an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, well, the yeah. longest game I ever had was because I was playing awfully against uh, an AI level that I wasn't ready for yet. It took twenty minutes, and that's great because like some some Overwatch games could take like fifteen minutes depending mm. on the turtling going back and forth. So like like the match length in Heroes is so good, and it gets rid of shit that I hate in MOBAs like. Oh, like last hits and all that stuff. Like, yeah. like the whole team levels as a whole. So, like, you work as a unit opposed to like, oh, the guy in bottom lane is fucking up his last hits, or he's not leveling up fast enough. There goes the entire match because we have one guy who's just, who's just, who's Bill like down there. Like that, that's me. Like I always feel pressured playing MOBAs. I don't like feeling that when I when I play games. I don't like feeling like I'm being a piece of shit. But like Heroes of the Storm, like is is really great at, at, nah, at join us and one day we'll play against real people. No, I'm not, um, I don't want to play against real people. <laughs> you you would be surprised. You would be surprised. My my experience with MOBAs is that real people are typically worse than the bots um, because real teams have people like me on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like like you'll be facing people like me uh, instead we'll of a pro. computer who knows the objectives. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, Heroes, great game, Blizzard. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to derail Overwatch, from talking about Overwatch. No, that's fine. No, that's a good example though. Like like to. to <clears throat> Further to further like bolden the point that Blizzard's really great at taking a genre that's typically like eh, like FPS, you know, like like Call of Duty is is annoying to play. Like I, for well, someone who doesn't play FPS, like like go, like that multiplayer, you're getting shot in the back a million times around. Like like die respawn, die respawn. This is annoying. I'm never playing this again. Like I, you know, like I still feel like that's a thing in Overwatch. Like there is, there was a point early on where we would play for like eight nine hours a day, which come to think of it was. A terribly, a terrible time when I think about it. But like now, we can only really play for at most three or four because we eventually just hit a point of like I'm fed up of it, these teams. I'm I'm not yeah, playing optimally. Yeah. It, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, and I can't get better at it. And, it brings its own set of uh, of annoyances, um, for sure. Um, yeah. But it's possible to play it uh, as somebody who's not typically in the FPS is like, is like my point. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could like Can learn the, the game without ha- without having to be Codman four twenty uh, mm. uh, Twitch guy. Like, yeah. Um, 
So it does feel pretty bad to be ranked in, ranked in bronze, though. We're trying to fix that's, that. Because <laughs> that's where I'm currently at. <laughs> yeah, we didn't rank too well this season. Competitive, I, I, I played competitive in season one, and then I played a little bit in season two, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I'm I do not, my placement matches because I want the sprays and the player icons. And yeah, stuff. I do yeah, the placements yeah. so that I'm guaranteed at least a chunk of competitive points towards my. Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I would like my golden junk rat gun at a point in the future too. Yeah. <sighs> Billy should get it on PC. Like, look, I bought I, seven I, people I, who play regularly. Now. I literally <laughs> bought it for him before this episode. I'm waiting for the code to come through. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come play Overwatch with us, Bill. Can't avoid us forever. I mean, he can. He can. Can't avoid us forever. <laughs> Next up on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um, I don't really. I mean, we could move right. on because I think we've yeah. talked about yeah. Overwatch in the past yeah. before and. You know, we have. it's yeah. a good FPS. I really like it as someone who doesn't mm. like FPS games. So, yeah. apart Hats from off. when yeah, there's like that... a pro Widowmaker that just like a pro anyone who is me. good at a hero, pro Genji, pro al- Widows. It always feels like you're being focused. <laughs> yeah, no, no really matter who does. you're playing, it's like I'm being focused right now by this guy so hard, <laughs> and you you just it's really hard to not let that get to you and just keep you keep your morale up, but. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <sighs> Alright, so what what game do we talk about next? So, I'm not sure how much overlap I have anymore with the rest of my list. Um, okay. With you guys. Okay. Well, we got one um, between the two of us of Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Um, do we, we talk, talk about Uncharted? Yeah, we talked about episode? Uncharted a fair amount. Um, yeah, that's number two on my, on my list. That would have been game of the year if it weren't for Last Guardian. Um, that, so I was that, honest, right? Yeah, that's yeah. That's how much I love that franchise and that game, and, and the way that game capped off the franchise. And I'm not gonna go deep into it again because we did already talk about it. But I like just my quick point on that for anyone who might not have listened to that episode is that that like as somebody who holds Uncharted near and dear to his heart, they did not disappoint me. Um, and the game is beautiful. The writing is is on point. The character moments are great. The epilogue is great. Um, I really like Uncharted 4. Um, and on Good the, video game. On the flip side of that, as someone who blitzed through all four Uncharted games in a month, it's still a good game. I don't... I potentially don't rate it as highly. It would never have been my game of the year. Um, because there are these things that I can see are that they didn't improve over the course of the series or these things that were just odd or still off by the end of it. Um, Story-wise, loved it. Um, The characters are by far the best part about that series. Um, And from that regard, I feel like, yeah, the game did a good job of wrapping everything up. But as a game, um, it still has a few too many problems for me. Um, which may well come down to the fact that uh, I'm not good at the third-person shooter and it's aiming and all that. The combat is the weakest part of that game, in my opinion. Uh, Totally fair. Totally fair. But it happens Um, so much in that game that I can't ignore it. And so, mm -hmm. at best, it would be sort of fourth, fifth on my list. That's still good. That's still an honor. 
It's an honor. Uh, I'm sure Nathan Drake is super happy. I mean, I'm like you. It's a story and characters are a, are a, are a big deal to me. Um, if you can if you can do good characters, I can ignore bad mechanics. If you can do great mechanics, I can ignore bad characters. But characters um, are everything. And no, not necessarily for all games, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you're if you're trying to tell a story, then yeah, ca- characters are mm. are are essential. Um, and Uncharted has it, one it of is, the best it is easier casts, to win me over so. with with characters than it is with mechanics. Mechanics have to be like super amazing for me to be like, I really hate this guy, but I really enjoy mm-hmm. how this game plays. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. Um, so I, just to recap my list for a real quick second because. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Guardian is number one, Uncharted is two, Overwatch is three, and Final Fantasy fifteen is four. Um, just just to kind of cover all the games we've already talked about, those yeah. are the top four on my list. Um, so, so every game we've talked about has been on your list. Yes. Um, Except for Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And technically Last Guardian, because I talked about that by myself. But, um, but everything we've already discussed in general, whether it was just one of us or two, but whatever, yeah. So has what been is your fifth? Hanging out. I don't think you've played enough Stardew uh, Valley for it to be Stardew. <clears throat> no, I'm really sad about that. But um, my fifth is... Um, now this, I wasn't expecting um, either. But I, I went back to it um, over the last month just to kind of get, jump back in. and it's a Titanfall. Um, it is, no. Uh, it is uh, Dark, <laughs> Darkest Dungeon. Um, I, I was in the mood to play like a... Um, it, this game out this year. Yeah, this, this game, game officially came out. Long. Yeah, yeah, officially came out, and uh, I went back to it because I was in the mood to play something like 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 that I can just kind of jump into, and there's this, this always going to be there, like a Binding of Isaac or whatever. So I, I'm like, you know what? I'm in the mood like like for Darkest Dungeon. Did and you, I went did back they fix and that bug in the end. Yes, <laughs> um, I went back and um, made a whole new game and and all of that and. And, like, that game, out of all of the, like, roguelike, light, roguelike, whatever the fuck they want to call it, games that I've played. Like, I'm a really big fan of that genre. I love Enter the Gungeon. That could be, um, that's not even an honorable mention, but it could have been. Like, mm-hmm. Enter the Gungeon was a great game that came out this year. Like, I love Isaac. Like, I love Spelunky. Like, I, I love all those games. Darkest Dungeon probably succeeds the most for me in terms of, like, like just being so fucking cool. Like, it has a narrator um that like says cool shit when you're doing stuff and it's so like integral to like like your your feelings as you're playing the game because like the whole point of the game is to go through these dungeons these procedurally generated dungeon or randomly generated they don't procedurally generate these randomly generated dungeons and you have to manage your party's stress levels and like their insanity and like they get too stressed out they could have a heart attack or or all this and like it's super super tough as nails it's too damn hard but but it's 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 okay that it's too hard because that's kind of the point of the game. Like like these characters are throwaway. Like you, these characters are gonna die. And once mm-hmm. you come to terms with that, um, the, you know you have more fun with the game. Uh, c- c- you're just kind of slowly whittling away, kind of like Rogue Legacy, where you're whittling away and getting money, and and eventually, th- like uh, eventually you're gonna have a group that's a little more successful every little bit of the way, but. Like that whole game's atmosphere and its art style and its music and where the narrator says cool shit when you do cool shit and like it it's great. I, I don't I can't really go too in depth because like I'm not that 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 far. Yeah. But I played it enough where it's like this game's just too cool not to put on on my list at some point. And uh, and the more I think about it, the more I'm sad I, I left off another game. But that's what honorable mentions are for. Yeah. Um, and I gotta <clears throat> write that down actually. Hold on. Um, yeah. So that's my number five game. 
Fair Darkest enough. Dungeon. Okay. I guess we can um, talk about Stardew for a bit. Yeah, Stardew's my number two. Number two? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I was... I did good guessing. So I've talked about my number one, which is Final Fantasy. Yeah. We'll talk about Stardew Valley now, which is my number two. Overwatch is my number four. Pokemon is my number five. So, so we don't I'm know my number three. three still. Okay. The mystery game. Oh, I know number three. It's easy. <laughs> is it it's Mystic easy. Messenger? Oh, crap. No, it's, no, it is in my... Mystic Messenger is in my honourable mentions. Yeah. No. Ooh, then what is number three? Oh, wait. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll wait till you reveal it. I'll wait till you reveal it. Okay. So, Stardew Valley, I don't want to talk about for too much because we've um, again talked about it. We've we've spoken about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love Stardew Valley. I think it's so charming and so much fun in a weird sort of work way. Did you (laughs) um, play the new big patch? Uh, No, not much of it. I, I have. I'll admit I hadn't touched it before then, or since then either. I p- pretty much played 1.0 release, and then I've I put like 40 hours into it, I think, and then sort of stopped. And now I'm I'm waiting for either the Switch version or the multiplayer to come around. Um, uh, multiplayer is going to be further away than the Switch version. Yeah, so, so I'll grab the Switch version. I'll, I'll... I'm probably, even though I have played far too much Stardew Valley. I am probably going to pick up the Switch version just because I like the game so much that I just want to give him more of my money. I considered it on both the PS4 and the Xbox One, despite the fact that I don't play on the Xbox anymore. um, Because, like, the game's so cheap. I don't remember how much it is. It's like £15 or something. If that. Um, Or is it $15? I'm opening Steam right now, so we'll see. But, like, just the price of the game is just so ridiculously cheap for how much content you get out of it yeah and it's good content as well like i don't feel like he was unfair when he priced the game or anything um i think he was very fair and i want to buy the soundtrack as well and i'm gonna buy it on switch so i can play it in bed i can play it on the train i can play it wherever the hell i want it's just a, it's 10.99 oh my god it gives that for for several episodes, Ebby and I have been talking about various games like that are like Harvest Moon, but are just a disappointment. And it gives that that nice Zen itch of running a farm and the characters. You don't like all of them because um, some of them are actually really unlikable. I can't remember her name now. She's been Haley. Blotted... Haley. Yep, I blocked her from my mind. Um, <laughs> and some of them are just adorably lovable and everyone will find their their particular character that they latch onto and they they choose to to become great friends with or to shun um sebastian is my one true love i probably have two in the form of abigail and penny um but yeah penny is number one always see Um, i like sam a lot as well because he's fun but but uh yeah there is something for literally everyone in that game even if you're not into the farming sim type game there's something in there for you to just chill i mean farming simulator is an incredibly popular game i just saw how many hours i have logged on my steam library bearing in mind that you would have lost some time because of when you uh you rebooted reset your computer and you realized that your hours weren't logged uh what is it 162 I don't there need to go. play Aye. another copy of Stardew Valley. <laughs> you should. That's like a whole week. <laughs> That's like nearly a week. 
Over a week? How many hours are in a week? Uh, 24 times 7, so about 100 and 160, I'd guess. Yeah, how yeah, many hours are in a week? I have played seven. nearly an entire week's worth yeah. of Stardew Valley. <laughs> you have spent nearly a week of your life. For fuck's sake. In I don't regret it, though. Like, no. I don't regret it. No. I think it's such a good game. I think it's really fun. And it's the perfect it's one of those ga- game. Yeah, it's one of those games that I'd recommend to anyone who's, like, been interested in trying a Harvest Moon game out at all in their lifetime. Um, because Stardew Valley's cheap, um, it's accessible, and I think it's just so charming and nice. And your cows don't die, because I remember when I played Harvest Moon on the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. all of my cows died. Oh dear. And that made me really sad, and I never played the game after that. But and then your, cows don't, your cows don't die in Stardew Valley, it's great. <laughs> I look. I um, I will follow. Uh, concerned ape. Wherever see. he goes wherever next, he goes. I'm next going game, there too. I'm buying it. Um, <laughs> yep. yep. Whatever that guy ends up doing, just the amount of hard work and like passion that he clearly had for this game, just speaks volumes. I think it's just such a good game. Yeah. And I don't think we'll see anything new from him for a really long time because no, he's, he's still working on Stardew Valley. But um, but he has help now. He does. And I'm excited to buy it on the Switch, so if if you are listening, Mr. Concerned Ape, sir, thank you for making such a good game. I, It was my game of the year until Final Fantasy XV came along. Yeah. But it, I think this is easily my favourite indie game that I've ever played. Um, 2016, which is such a good year for games. <laughs> like I'm looking at them like, man... Yeah. I, I'm I'm looking at my honorable mentions and like I keep adding shit to it and I'm like I could have had a top ten like easy this year like 2016 was great really great mm. Mm. far better than 2015 just... 2015 what, what year was it where I was like I guess Hyrule Warriors is my game of the year was that 2014 or was that uh, 2015 20... I think that might have been 15. 2014. Oh I don't even rem- I don't even remember what came out in 2015. Uh, Splatoon. Um, Splatoon came out in 2015. Oh yeah, that, I think that was my game of the year. I think. Or, 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 I, I don't remember what my game of the year was that year. We'll go back last last year's podcast. Ah, oh, 2015 was fantastic. That was Bloodborne. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good. Uh, now that I think about it, with Bloodborne and Splatoon. Uh, and I'm scrolling through the list here. Sorry, this is a total cog or, or, or a wrench in the in the cog here uh, in this episode. But I just want to see what else came out this year or that year. <sighs> uh, I'm only in May. This is June. Uh, sorry. Uh, God, Bill. Uh, oh, Fallout Four was that year. That's um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Syndicate. Man, I I clearly think that Fallout 4 is um, older than it is. (laughs) I feel like I've had it for years. Yeah, right? It feels like Xenoblade X came out there. Yeah, I know you're super hyped about that. I was super hyped Um, and then super disappointed. (laughs) So that game's not that great. Yeah, 2016 was better than 15, even though Bloodborne came out. But 2016 just has the volume of stuff in 2016 was really good. Yeah. Um, Was Splatoon 2015? 
must be. Yes, yes, it was, yes. Man. I mean, Splatoon and Bloodborne alone make it the year for me, any, anyway. Are you going to be getting a Switch for Splatoon 2? That's the question. Yes, that's the day I'm buying it. Okay. Um, that's the day I buy my Switch. When they said that the Switch was coming out, or Splatoon was coming out in the summer, I'm like, well, that's when I'm buying my Switch. Um, not that I'm not... Not that I'm not hyped for Zelda. Um, but you could play like, that on the Wii, cause, though. Because it looks fantastic and everything. But um, like I'm not like a large enough Zelda fan to buy the the Switch on launch to to play it on there. Um, I'll I'll probably wait to play Zelda to play it on the Switch because like I I like I would like to play it on there. Um, yeah. But yeah. When I buy my Switch, uh, it'll be whenever the hell. But watch Splatoon's date will be like right in the beginning of June or something. It won't even be that far from when launch. it launches. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. Um, Let's save this for the next podcaster. Yeah, yeah this is vital. <sighs> so 2015. <laughs> 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 there are there a few good games in 2015. Yeah, a few. Just yeah. It's just not as big as this year. Yeah, okay. the volume of stuff. Well, last year. Yeah. And the stuff that I haven't even gotten to this year. like or to, Well, this year. Well, yeah. from 2016. Yeah. Like Hitman and Watch Dogs 2 and Ratchet and Clank. And, like, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I just... I, Letter a dishonor too like high on my list to get priority wise but like especially Hitman because like the game looks like a blast and I just didn't get to it like it was just too much yeah I, was, I bought it mm. and I haven't I haven't played it yet <laughs> but um, uh, alright so yeah Stardew Valley Stardew Valley um should I do my number three just so I can yeah, get done with I, my I, list I, I, I was gonna say yeah and you should just what, what do you, you think uh, Gabby's number three is Bill Fire Emblem yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good guess I um, forgot about I forgot about it actually. So yeah, I think pretty much everyone forgot about it because it got no awards. I don't remember seeing it in any game of the year lists that I've seen so far. Um, I, I'm kind of I, surprised it's that high for you, if I'm honest. Um, but look, it's not as good as Awakening. No, it's nowhere near I'll, as good as Awakening. I'll put that out there. I do not like it nearly as much as I liked Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, but there are a lot of charms to it, and I still <laughs> haven't finished it because I still think. I don't know what it was like in America, but they released three full Fire Emblem games, as in they were complete games, in a week in yep. in the UK. And I think it was a you bit have to pl- You have to play all three games to understand the story. It's not like a Pokemon thing where you just pick your favourite version or whatever. You have to play all three of them. Not Not the greatest idea, in my opinion, personally. Um, but that being said, I still really like the core Fire Emblem mechanics that are there. Um, I like that Birthright was sort of easy enough to ease me back into it and it had a lot of really likeable characters. I really like the Hoshido side of the story because I think it makes much more sense than the Norian side of the story, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't finished Revelations, that's the only one I've not finished as of yet. Which I imagine will make everything make so much more sense, but like little bits and pieces got spoiled for me because we had to wait so long for the game in this country. Um, But um, I liked that aspect of Birthright and Conquest. Some of the map designs in that game are phenomenal. Like, just so much fun, really challenging, and it really felt like a a big accomplishment when I beat one of them. Mm. Um that and it has a lot of callbacks to awakening and i really like awakening so the more they do that the better um you know it's just, it's like another fire emblem game i wouldn't recommend that this is a good starting place if you are new to fire emblem i would say 
either the original Fire Emblem, in quotation marks, on the Game Boy Advance is a good place to start, or Awakening is a good place to start. I feel Awakening's um, a pretty good start. I have no yeah. other frame of reference, but Awakening was my first one and made me buy Fates, so... And I know we're not really talking about like new announcements and stuff, and... The new Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Echoes, looks completely different to Fates, and I'm kind of glad, <laughs> because I'm a little bit burnt out on Fire Emblem after, you know, playing 80 hours of it in quick succession, because people were spoiling the game for me, like, actively yeah. going out of their way to spoil the game for me, so I just, like, disconnected from social media and, like, played through Conquest in a couple of days, and that burnt me out on it, so I'm thankful that Echoes looks a little bit different. I uh, I, I, ne- I didn't get it anywhere near as bad as you, but I was always worried that there was going to be stuff spoiled for me. So I, even though I didn't even finish Birthright, I was forcing myself through stuff. I might restart. Um, I'm going to restart Revelations and, yeah. at some point. I'll, um, I'll say it now. Yeah, I'm going to restart Birthright this week, and I'm just going to play through it at my own pace and hopefully finish it, and then move on to Conquest when I'm ready. And uh, yeah, pass the time until the Switch. Conquest is a great game, uh, gameplay wise. Uh, story-wise, I don't particularly enjoy it. Like, it's a really weird thing for me to talk about, because I'm like, oh, I really like this game, but here's a list of things that I really don't like about this yeah. game. Um, I think overall Fates is a good entry, I just don't think it's as good as past Fire Emblem games. Mm-hmm. I also can't fucking stand Corrin. <laughs> like, Corrin in Conquest is one of the worst, most insufferable things I've ever had to put up within a video game before. And um, I'm scared that it's going to be more of that in in uh, Revelations, if I'm honest. So one day I'll know what you're talking about, <laughs> and I'll probably like, agree. Right, basically, there's a point in the story where Corin is like, "Oh, I had to make this choice for my family, but people are dying because of my choice, and I can't deal with that." And I'm like, "Well." deal with it you made the choice (laughs) you made the choice you knew what would happen oh so the anti-knocked yeah pretty much like i didn't mind corin in birthright so much Mm -hmm. um but corin in conquest is just fucking insufferable it's just like anyway um i'm not going to talk about fire emblem for too much longer maybe i'll come back to it when i finish revelations and i can be like oh it's so much better now that i have context (laughs) to the whole story um <clears throat> it's good time. Good times to be a Fire Emblem fan, I think. Oh my god! Like um, I can't wait to do the next podcast because remember all those all those episodes ago when I said, "Man, my dream like Warriors game would be a Fire Emblem uh, Warriors game." <laughs> next remember time. that. Remember that. It, yo, that game looks. Oh god, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna be recording a Switch episode, everybody. Um, for those of you listening to this, who are like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, next episode. Warriors. Oh my god. Episode 28. Episode. episode 28 good. is going to be all about oh, the Switch again. Jesus Just like episode 26, Christ. except less hypotheticals, more knowledge, more discussion. <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, how about that mobile game? Yeah, Bill hates it. Oh. oh my god. Oh yeah, I need to start voting oh. for stuff. Thanks for reminding me. Oh yeah. They made the ex- they're making the exact mobile game I was expecting when they said they were doing a Fire Emblem mobile game. And yeah. those are the mobile games that hook me in real bad with the gacha shit. Like it's that's not good. It's not good for me. Anyway, for me I all. guess we're Ginross's list. What's the rest of uh, your list? The rest of my list. Um I've 
I've not finished it, so it's hard to say. But what I've played of Owlboy, I'm loving. Cool. Um, oh, have you got Owlboy? I really yeah. want to play that game. Well, next time you come over, you're welcome to. Um, yeah. Pixel art looks gorgeous. It's a gorgeous game. Um, I feel like I'm nowhere near the end, though, so it's just a first impressions thing of I really want to play more mm. of this game. I've just not gotten around to it. Um, I really enjoy Titanfall 2. Um, nice. The story. Pick. The story was. I feel like it could have done with being a little bit longer. It's sort of like the Final Fantasy thing of. And then suddenly it ended. Um, mm, a lot of stuff yeah. happens very, very quickly, and I am could I'm honestly considering selling it to to fund my Switch, but I'm like they might do something with the story, maybe that mm-hmm. I really want to. <laughs> I really want to know more. I love um, I can't remember his name. BT BT sixteen BT yeah. eighteen. Yeah, they uh, Titanfall's on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I'm no good I, at the multiplayer, I... but I still play it. It's fun to, to fly around and shoot people with my shotgun. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much... I mean, I clearly don't play it as much as I play Overwatch multiplayer-wise, but it's fun to sort of sit back for, yeah. a, for a couple of hours and play some... Play some. I, I agree with you on the uh, on the length of the campaign. Like, I love that campaign a lot. I beat it in, like, a sitting and a half. Mm. Um, but not that that's, like, an achievement or anything, because, like, it really isn't that long, um, like, at all. Uh, but there's a part now. One of my like pros with it, uh, as, as I think maybe one of your cons with it, with the campaign, I, just from the brief conversation we had on Twitter yeah. about it, um, is like I think it does a really good job of like not letting things kind of overstay its welcome to the point where it's like okay, like, like, like there's a there's a certain mechanic, and I don't want to spoil it because I think it's cool. I I had it spoiled on me. It didn't really affect my enjoyment of it. Um, but I think it would have been cool if I didn't know what it was going in. And when that button prompt comes up, like, you, like, yeah. I, I, I love the, like what they put in it. Like I, outside of Titanfall, I'm a big fan of this yeah. like concept in general. Like I, I love shows about it. I love movies about it. I like, I like the it. idea of it in, uh, Dishonored. I've not played Dishonored 2. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading about that. Yeah. Um, but I, sure. I hear that there is a it's not even a story quest I think it's a side quest that um is revolves around that mechanic it's, and I love really, the idea of that and I probably would play a full game based on that if it was like expertly crafted to actually be for sure um I think my my biggest problem with Titanfall 2's campaign is just how much time you spend not with a titan it's like True, you, you get you get the Titan and then you're like feeling yeah. awesome for five minutes and then suddenly he goes somewhere else doing something and it's like, well, <laughs> all right, here's another forty minutes of running around as, as a pilot. Um, yeah, and I don't like fighting Reapers, and they can get, yeah, they Reap- could really get on your nerves towards the end. There's just so yeah. many of the things. Um, but overall, I would um, if if the story is like this in Titanfall 3 or however if they choose get, to do it, it, it I will buy it yeah, if we, I will if play we, it if we get one um, I, um, I really hope that we see more of is his name Jack? John? yeah uh, Jack Cooper Jack who I didn't realise was voiced by Matt Mercer um, yeah yeah until the end it's like, Matt Mercer's like what? I thought he was the guy who always sounds the same and everything how did I not realize? Matt Mercer is also in 15 by the way I don't know if you guys knew that he's uh he's core 
Um, yes, I had heard about that. Like, like I, I was playing fifteen, and like, like he says something to Prompto. Like Prompto says something like, "Oh man, I can't believe we're adventuring together," or something like that, or something along the lines. Of, I can't believe I'm with the great whatever. And like Core <laughs> says, like. Hey, don't get used to it, bud. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking McCree. Like, the dude just ripped McCree out in the middle of 15. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Matt Mercer. Um, um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm a sucker for, for good characters, and I feel like BT is... And the, BT's great. And I, I will... Actually, I'm not going to sell it just yet, because I want to replay the campaign, because you can have, like, conversations with them, and you choose your, your options. Yeah, yeah, there's the different responses yeah. to those, I'm like... That's pretty. That's pretty sweet, and I want to see what the other options it, are like. The the campaign and like like when looking at that effect or, or that um I just said the name of it, well effect and cause is the name of the chapter with the that mechanic I really like. <laughs> looking at that, looking at that chapter and looking at some of the other stuff they introduced, like like they they just keep kind of like putting new stuff into into certain chapters and then throwing it away. Like that's kind of thing, one of the things I like about it is like you're always kind of doing something a little different, like <laughs> with that other electric gun thing or, or the. Um, but what it really gave me like Valve vibes, like like yeah. at certain times with the writing with BT and and with some of the things they have you doing, I'm like, if Valve were to make a first person shooter campaign, like it might be like like well, if they still made first person <laughs> shooter campaigns, um, it might be a bit like this in yeah. in spirit. Um, and uh, like that gave me good vibes. Like, it gave me good Portal vibes, like talking to BT and and stuff like that. It was really enjoyable. I, I quite like. There's two other things that I really like. I like that the trophies um, are pretty much all single player. The multiplayer ones are yes. ridiculously easy. It's like play a game, get equipment, uh, join a faction. Um, yeah. The joining faction one's a bit of a faff. It didn't. It didn't unlock the first time for me. But that's only three achievements, and you're done. Um, but the other thing is, I really like that through the campaign, your there's one of them that I didn't find, but you're finding the different loadouts for your Titan. So that you sort of know how they play yeah, for during yeah, the matchmaking yeah, yeah. when you unlock them. It's like I know what the, I know what tone is. I know how um, how Legion works or Ion or whatever or Scorch, um, and I, so I know which one I kind of want to aim towards or which one I might spend my credits on because I know that I can't stand Scorch. So I'm just going to bypass him. But tone is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I actually really like that. I, I jumped into the multiplayer before I played the campaign, mm-hmm. so like there was like a like that Overwatch learning curve where I'm yeah. like looking at what does that move do, what does that move do, blah blah blah. Um, and then I went back and played the campaign, and then like, yeah, you get you get good time with like the tight, and especially once you have them unlocked, you can kind of just switch between them, um, like whenever you want for yeah. certain situations in the campaign. Like so, it's like oh, I want to try this one out a little bit and see how it moves. And like it's the same exact move set that you would have playing online. So like. I think the only yeah. one that I missed, I like, I saw the loadout, but I couldn't work out how to get to it. Was I think either just before Effect and Cause or the mission straight after, and um, where you're in the courtyard. Um, like I could see the loadout, but I couldn't work out how to get BT into the building where it was. Um, so that's the only like trophy I'm missing in that regard. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I really enjoyed my time with it. It's rare oh, for I really me liked... to uh, want to replay. Uh, an FPS campaign, but yeah, I hear you. It's not too often that they make good ones. Mm. Um, in general, um, I think this year I, I, I was a great year for shooters and like with Doom and and this, and a good year for single player shooters as well as multiplayer shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I really liked the uh, the battles with the bosses. Sorry, um, like I liked how like they had like different char- like like they had mech battles yeah. like 
like the bosses in the game were other pilots with their like own little specialty and whatever. And, like there's some really cool set pieces like fighting certain bosses and stuff. I thought it was cool what the an FPS campaign had boss fights. Uh, I, I, I it was do. a shame. Like the only one that I feel like we as the character ever sort of really got a connection with was Ash. Um, the, yeah, the synth. Yeah. Everyone else was like. I've heard your voice, but I don't really know anything about you. I'm fighting you. Oh, now you're dead. Um, <laughs> and I actually felt kind of bad that I had to kill Ash. Um, I really liked her. Um, I'm glad that she's now my faction leader in the multiplayer. I'll, yeah, I was going to say I'm, I joined her faction in multiplayer because she's cool. Yeah. Um, what else is on my list? And see, I, d- I didn't do the smart thing and write it down. I share a lot of uh, stuff with everyone else i will say i i am actually playing senran kagura bon appetit i'm really enjoying it it's, oh it's um i've only played like three hours of it but which it, one is that that's the um the rhythm cooking game oh okay um Let's see which also happens to have boobs in it um yeah and and hometown yeah um i've never played a senran kagura game in my life um, it seems to be like one of those it is a, a a spin-off title, so they're making references to like the main series stuff or whatever, and they're like, "Here's this person who you know from this, that, and the other." I'm like, no, I don't. But whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the the big girthy um, food rolls. There's a girl who's all about all about length and girth <laughs> of her um, of her sushi rolls. I'm like, okay, I can see what you're oh. doing there, game. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's obviously quite crude, but it it knows what it is. Um, yeah, and yeah. I I have been in the need for a rhythm game, and uh, it it does scratch that itch quite nicely. Hey, the new Hatsune Miku game just came out on PS4. Oh God, no! <laughs> and there's a demo that oh. lets you check out two tracks. Oh, and oh, if you're into Hatsune Miku, you can also like the game is sold as a fifty-four dollar game. But you can also, it has like 200-something songs in it. You can buy one half for $30. And if you really enjoy that half of the songs, you can buy the second half for $30. So you can play the free Um, trial, get half the songs, and then get the other half later on. Yeah, or if you just want to buy it all in one bundle, it's like $6 cheaper. But like you can kind of get in Mm entry-wise pretty cheap. I I downloaded the demo. I never played a Hatsune Miku game, but I downloaded the demo. I played the one on the Um, Vita. Uh, It suffered from the Vita's problem of it's really painful for me to play. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Like, I know they're really popular on there, and I never checked like checked them out. But like, I can imagine like there would be like one benefit of it being on the handheld. Maybe is that all the buttons are like all, all the prompts are really visible, mm-hmm. like on, on like a tinier screen, so you can kind of keep your eye on yeah. where the shit's flying from. But then the other hand is this thing is not for a human man hand to hold. No. Like this no. Vita Vita's made for like kids, like the the way it's or laid out, like the Japanese market with their tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> Slash Donald Trump. Um, um, I can't imagine. <laughs> Donald Trump as a Vita confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> the USA is as, as dead as the Vita. <laughs> um, what a sad time. Planet Coaster came out this year as well. That game. Ooh, I'm not I very good at it, out. but it is so much fun. I. I didn't don't play talk an- about Planet Coaster because it makes me want to like spend money that I don't really have. <laughs> Look again. You can just play it here. Um... I'm no good at it because I'm more used to Roller Coaster Tycoon with like the tile sets. Everything's a nice grid. It's more like Roller Coaster Tycoon Three with the 3D, and you can make curving paths and things. So I, I need to put more time into that, but I'm scared that I will lose my life to it. 
You know, if I could just find a version of Roller Coaster Tycoon that actually worked on my PC, I would I'd mm. never be interested in Planet Coaster in a million years, but um, here I am. Still yeah. wanting to play a game from the 1990s. <laughs> what else was there? I watched Andy play a stream of uh, Watch Dogs 2 today because it's a three hour free trial. I really want to play that mm. game, it looks a ton of fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, I'm I really mad at it. I didn't get to it. Yeah, I never got around to it. Um, a lot of people really love Doom. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. played two or three hours of it. I didn't get particularly far. I didn't like it. Everyone's like, it's okay. the most satisfying feeling shooter ever. And I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. I don't understand why everyone's uh, so into I, um, this. I played... I I don't own it, but I borrowed it from my friend. I, I didn't get to it too much. I played about two hours. I I really like the um like the way it kind of promotes you to just kind of keep going. And I, like mm. there's never really any need to like re- like you're just punching shit and like you'll get ammo that way and everything and health and stuff. And like I really like that. I really like the visual feedback of the way that you're just crunching demon skulls and stuff and uh, and all of that. But I I think um. It, it it would prop for me personally it would probably end up suffering the same fate as Wolfenstein which I know is another beloved uh, mm-hmm. single player shooter campaign I really liked Wolfenstein um, but like those kinds of shooters like those like classically designed FPS campaigns like Wolfenstein and Doom um, get boring for me like after a little bit mm-hmm. um, and Whereas, like, something like Titanfall, where, like, you know, you're kind of always doing something different and they're not afraid to throw shit at you, like, whereas Wolfenstein and Doom are, like, we we have to make Doom and Wolfenstein, which is fine, um, because that's, like, the point. Yeah. Uh, but, like, those, like, cl- like classically designed FPS like, campaigns, like, I, I, I don't know if I have any interest in playing it for 15 hours or however long they are. Like, I got bored of Wolfenstein. The only reason I beat Wolfenstein is because I'm, like, I'm already half through this game. Like, everyone says it's so great, and I, I do like the story, but, like, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Um, now, I, obviously, I, I can't speak for the, the entirety of Doom, but I kind of closely relate Wolfenstein and Doom. And I, if, if it's anything like Wolfenstein, like, whereas I'm seeing a lot of like comparisons and stuff, I would probably end up feeling the same way about Doom yeah. that I do about Wolfenstein. So I, I, I can see where you're coming from there. I'm just looking through the, the list of stuff in case I've just missed something. I feel like I have. I always feel like this when I'm bloody talking about games I've played. Um... Last year was a good year. Uh, there are a good half dozen games that I know I need to play that I just didn't yeah. get around to. Money didn't allow for it. And it's unfortunate that 2017 is shaping up to be another year of, for me, <sighs> really good games that I'm going to sink a lot of time into. And I'm just going to have an increasing backlog and it terrifies me. But It's rough. It's I rough. can already tell you by, by this time next year when we're making our game of the year list for this year, it's going to be hard. It's gonna be really hard. I'm gonna. I can like, tell you my top, top three oh. right now. Uh, Probably Zelda. in this order: Zelda, Splatoon two, and I'm willing to bet that, despite me not liking uh, sixty four or Sunshine, what I've seen of Odyssey is probably gonna be um, up there too. Uh, Puyo Puyo my. Tetris is gonna be my number one. That game looks so good. Next time. <laughs> it's also coming out on PS4, so okay. technically, uh, I could I could say that I could say it looks good right now. Um, uh, yeah, my my perspective top three for next year would probably be Mass Effect Neo and Splatoon. Mass Effect Neo. Um, 
uh, other game, Neo. Oh. Um, uh, just judging by like the twenty hours I put into the goddamn alpha of Neo, like mm-hmm. that full game's gonna consume me. Um, and Mass Effect's Mass Effect, unless they drop a major ball with Mass Effect, like I'm one of those who like well, I don't care about the ending of three. I loved Mass Effect three; that was my probably my game of the year that year. Like I, unless like they make a game that's like actual shit out of an ass, like Mass Effect Andromeda can't disappoint me. So like that'll probably be my game of the year. But like so much stuff looks good. Like like Mario looks fucking. Ama- we'll get into that next time. But like Mario looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I like I'm not like as hyped hyped about it. But like there's a good chance Horizon will impress me. That, like a really great deal. That comes out in like um, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> For Honor comes out this year. Like Yakuza, like looks amazing. Like I really am looking forward to playing Gravity Rush Two, which has the potential to kind of be the Uncharted Two, that like that like Two Uncharted One. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed Gravity Rush. I have some problems with it, but like Gravity Rush Two has the potential to kind of take it to the next place, even storytelling wise, because the story in Gravity Rush One was kind of. Eh. Um, yeah, this year, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, that was a really deep. <laughs> Um, Take that as you will. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm glad you didn't finish that sentence, Kiros. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> anyway, um, my honorable mentions. Yes. I'm just going to blast through these really fast. You'll probably um, remind me of like six that I... <laughs> Yeah, because I already talked about one, and that was Titanfall um, with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them I really don't have much to say on. The other two, like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to blast these. My first one is uh, Let It Die, mm-hmm. um, which would have made the top spot. Or not the top spot, but in, in the top five, yeah. like, maybe where Darkest Dungeon was at. But um, I didn't get to play it as much. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Just the list laid out the way it laid out. But Let It Die is the, um, the new game from Grasshopper. Yeah, um, that's free to play on PS4. They kind of just dropped it out of nowhere at PlayStation after PlayStation Experience, it, and uh, we uh, we watched Andy play it. It looks like the sort of thing that is quite satisfying to play, but awful as hell to watch. Yeah, most like most likely one of those for sure. I could definitely definitely see that. Um, it's like a mix of like a roguelike, where you're like ascending this this high tower of all mm-hmm. these generated floors and whatnot, and then they kind of implement some souls mechanics. Where, like, the stuff you're fu- like, killing, like, you get points, and then that goes towards leveling up. And then if you die, um, instead of leaving, like, a like a, a like a blood stain or whatever that, like, you can go get your souls back. Instead, like, your body stays there, and then it, like, comes to life. And, and then other yourself. players can fight it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, yeah, you can either fight yourself, or you can leave it. You can ignore it, and other players can fight it. Um, and, like, if you if your body kills other players, you'll get, like, their stuff. And, like, ah. all these weird little mechanics. Like, the game just throws all these, w- these weird shit at you, mm. which is natural. It's uh, developed by Grasshopper. Um, like, the music in that game, the style of it, the voice acting, like, the comedy. Like, that game, like, came out of, li- like, literally nowhere. I had no idea this game was a thing until they went, oh, yeah, Let It Die is out. And they showed the trailer. I'm like, that looks badass. And I like Suda 51, so it's, like, cool. Um... Yeah, and I really, I really enjoy roguelikes, and I really enjoy like Souls games. So it's like this was like just out of nowhere. Like here's everything Bill likes. Bill likes all this shit, and then like the online is like really interesting. Like these like like um, the way you raid other players' bases and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you n- you never actually directly fight another player. Like like I'm fighting a guy live right now. No. Um, like the way it works is like you have your base, and then like like 
all the characters you create, like you can create a multiple at a time. You can leave like certain ones behind to defend your base, and then you can like, oh, I want to put this guy here. I want to put this guy here, and like, so that way when a player attacks me, like this character will come out of the side here and surprise them, or this character was like right there waiting for them, and like what what the way it works is you pick a like a state or a country or whatever to like attune your allegiance to and now like i'm fighting for pennsylvania like i don't know how many people in pennsylvania are playing fucking let it die but like i'm fighting for pennsylvania and like whenever i raid another player's base like i get points towards my state or my country or whatever i'm representing and it's neat the the game is neat it's a weird mishmash of a whole lot of things and it's really fair as a free-to-play game as well like there's really not many reasons to spend money they're generate they give you so many premium coins that it's like almost a joke um it's uh it's neat really nice surprise um for 2016 to kind of cap off the the year at the end there with like this here's this free game pay nothing for it and enjoy the hell out of it and yeah i like that i like that game mm. um my next up on my honorable mentions is oxen free uh another one that i i got on sale like really really cheap and i kind of blitzed it uh, over like the last two weeks like like two weeks ago and they ended up making it on my on my honorable mentions list. I, I think Oxenfree was really cool. I thought the art style was really neat. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's like an adventure game with like dialogue choices and like kind of branching paths, blah blah blah. You're a bunch of teenagers who go on like a trip to an island and you accidentally rip open a portal to the paranormal. And um, yeah, I thought that game did a really good job writing teenagers mm-hmm. to to not sound cheesy as hell. Um, which is one of its strengths in general, the writing, it, you know, the dialogue choices and the way the conversations flow. You, you kind of don't feel like you're, like, playing as a teenage girl that's written by a 50-year-old dude. Yeah. Um, we're like, yeah, 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 bro. You want to be super cool down in cyberspace or some shit like that? Like some old guy would write a teenager to say, like, I'm going to go pwn some noobs or something. Like, it's, like, really convincingly written for the most part. It, um, it's another one of those things where I hear that the, the characters are, are great, but I'm put off by the fact that it's a spoopy game. It is scary. <laughs> and that's something, like, uh, like I don't typically play horror games, because, like, 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 there's a few exceptions, like, Until Dawn I played, um, and, the, and like, this. Like, I don't typically play horror games. Like, I, I'm, too, I'm scared of them. And, like, like, Resident Evil's coming out, and I'm hyped, and I have it pre-ordered mostly for my dad. Um... I'll watch him play these types of games, but not me. But, like, Oxenfree, I wasn't expecting to be as scary as it was. Um, it's because of the art style and just the general, like, look of the game. Like, I'm like, you know, like, how could I possibly get scared? The audio design, the sound design in Oxenfree, like, the whole, like, concept of the game is you have this old radio, and when you tune into certain frequencies, like, it rips open a tear in, like, in, like time and space, mm-hmm. and, like, ghosts come, like, like enter. Or, like, you cross over into their world, whatever, like, however they want to explain it. And like the the sound design with like the like the EVP type stuff or like the ghost talking to you through the radio or like the sound effects or the way that thing that that game is scary. Like playing that game at like two in the morning with like no lights on. Like oh I'll do that sure. I immediately went. I'm only playing this game at two in the afternoon with all the lights on. Like like that. That's really. So what well you're saying put is play with game. the sound off. Um yeah, don't play with any sound at all. Mm. Um. This- <laughs> Um, it has a really cool like synth wavy soundtrack too, like Stranger Things. Like it has a really it has a really good vibes. I, I really enjoyed Oxen Free a lot. Um, I recommend that game. I think you would actually enjoy it, Kinross, Actually, no, uh, like a I, good bit. I would, I would not. I can't deal with. The, uh, <laughs> 
I presume it's more of the uh, the subtle type of like it, yes. it's a, psychological subtle stuff. Yes, Can't it's not really that. like Can't it's not jump that. scares. Yeah, it's not jump scares. It's more of of yeah, what you said. It's, like, it's the like, it's the game where you and, you're on edge because you're expecting a jump scare, but it never comes. Yeah. And that's the scariest type of horror. Like, like that's why I kind of like James Wan movies a lot. Like, uh, like The Conjuring. I mean, it has jump scares, but like The Conjuring or Insidious. Like, it's the kind of stuff that builds, and like, like that is scarier. The build it's is like, worse. It's like mo- the, the jump is the release. Like, yeah. yes, <laughs> finally, I can take a break, and then they throw in the second jump, and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> It's the exact reason, like, I love stuff like Cloverfield so much. Like, I think reveals are less fun than, like, mm-hmm. than, like, guessing what's there or, like, you know, like, the anticipation. Like, like this is totally unrelated, but a lot of people didn't like that new Godzilla movie because, like, they didn't really show Godzilla that much. But it's, like, I don't know. That was kind of cool, but there's always this foreboding, like, like, like knowledge that yeah. like there's this big monster either in the ocean or around and you catch glimpses of it and like that's scarier than just oh there's a big ass dinosaur just running around like i i kind of like the the like the not knowing like like the unknown and and yeah oxen is really big on on subtleties and the way that they interweave the horror into the story and like the clues they leave around like the game is a scary game like it it, it succeeded more than like like stuff like dead space like i play i, I I say I don't play horror games, but, like, Dead Space wasn't that scary to me because I'm just slicing shit up with a saw, like, gone the whole time. Like, you can't scare me if I could just cut your legs off. Yeah. Like, you know, like... It's, like it's probably one just... of those things, then, that um, so many people have said, this is a great game, that I will buy it to support it, mm. even though I don't like that kind of game. Like, I, I still haven't played Dust and Elysian Tale, mostly, if I'm honest, because I'm put off by brawlers and not the furry, th- like, the anthropomorphic animal thing, and put Dude, off by you a bit, can you but... can say that because I feel the same exact way about Dust, and I want to play it so yeah. bad because I hear it's amazing. But I look at the characters, and I'm like deviant art. Like yeah. that's all I see. That's all I see when I look at that game. Um, like it, it's maybe it's, it's the it's same petty, as, but like as it's like Ice or Owlboy. Yeah. It's like one guy, a couple of guys, whatever, working super hard and making like this super beautiful thing that works really, really mm. well. But there's always this one little thing that just puts me off and i could probably <laughs> if i forced myself to i could probably play it i could probably look past the character design um but yeah i'll probably buy it at some point and uh, just to support it cool. and be like guys you make good game i won't play it <laughs> that's um that's a perfectly you know it's like a tip mm. like you know like not like a hint no. but like you know like here's, here's a tip yeah. you know you guys do good work keep making good work maybe one day you'll make a game that like isn't scary yeah, but, but, you know? or, or you or keep whatever. making games that the people uh, <laughs> for, specifically particularly for indie people I don't feel it quite so much for AAAs but like you're like yeah you did a great job at doing what you wanted to do it's not for me but please do keep making it for the people that yeah. love your stuff I'm pretty sure that well, I'd appreciate it if people kept throwing money at Stardew Valley Man, um, yeah. <laughs> so that he could make more stuff for me that I can keep buying in the future. But uh, yeah, for sure. Stardew Valley. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was. That's what I, I was. I just, I just blanked on his name for a moment. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh. uh, Eric. I'm Stardew Valley Man. <laughs> like, I could have said Concerned Ape, but I forgot that as well. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, what's his real name? Eric. Stevens. Barone. <laughs> oh, okay, no, I was wrong. Just make a name up. Just make a name up, <laughs> Eric, Eric Stevens. <laughs> because when someone's like, "What? What's their name?" I'm always like Steve, but Steve doesn't work <laughs> as a last name, so it's Stevens. 
Steve Stevens, my, um, that guy. Yeah. My last honorable mention is uh, Battlefield One. Um, mm, didn't get around to play. Which, it. which like, um, like, like Overwatch, um, and you know, even Titanfall. Because I still jump into Titanfall and play multiplayer with, with some friends every now and again. But like, like Overwatch, like, and, and to Battlefield One's credit, even. Um, Battlefield was always one of those FPS that always got thrown in with like COD or, or whatever. Where I'd play it for a week or two and never get back to it. Where I, I'm actually still playing Battlefield One regularly, and uh, that that and gets attributed to the fact that they're not spacemen jumping around. And 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 just to get it off my chest, I actually like Infinite Warfare. Um, I I got around. I bought I bought it for my sister because she wanted to play zombies with her friend. And I'm like, ah, you know what? It's in my house. I might as well try it out. And like, I actually ended up enjoying it. I think the campaign but, um, is really good. Yeah, I have to get around to that because everyone says like, if you like Mass Effect, play the Infinite Warfare campaign, and I'm like, you sold me. All you had to say was the word meh, and I'm like, all right, I'm in. All like, you had to uh, say was meh, meh. <laughs> um, so I got that sitting around waiting for me um yeah. to jump into, but uh, yeah, Battlefield One. Like, I think I attribute to a lot of like me wanting to keep playing it to the fact that like I was really into World War Two shooters, like I really like Call of Duty Two. Um, and just going back to an FPS and I'm, where I'm using like old self-loading rifles again is like it just feels good. And they really nailed um, the visuals and the, and the audio and, and just the gunplay in Battlefield One is like gunplay is really important. Like it's one of the reasons I like Destiny so much is like when I shoot a gun like like there's a certain click that that it needs to mm-hmm. trigger in my brain. And like when like you shoot, I'm gonna sound like a mass murderer, but like when you shoot people in Battlefield One. Like it feels good to play. Like, like, like the bullets have a trajectory. Like, not every gun is just oh, I aim my crosshair there, I shoot. The bullet definitely lands there. Like, there's a lot of rifles in the game, yeah. not just snipers, where the bullet has a has a path, and like you sometimes might need to lead. And like, so like as a result, when you're hitting people with these bullets, um, like it's like yeah, like like it has a certain weight to it that is really impressive. And I think Dice is really good at that, and I I really enjoy. It. I didn't play the campaign yet, but I I I really like Battlefield One a lot. Really I've game. always, I think the first Battlefield game I played was three, and I've never bought one, but people do, and I sort of play a bit. I never like the way that the multiplayer plays, never have, and I feel the same way about every COD that I've played. It's just something about it I don't like. It's probably that people are skilled, and I don't get what's going on, but it never quite clicks for me. Battlefield's um, rough. Battlefield's really like not like rough and from a from like a technical standpoint or a mechanical standpoint, but like rough as in it's rough going trying to get into them. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons I like my friends are big Battlefield fans. Like they're huge like fans of Battlefield and they would always try to get me in. Like they they bought me Battlefield 3 like after resisting like I bought Battlefield 4 with them when it came out and like I would always play it. I'm like I suck so bad at this game. Like there's too many people. I'm getting shot from a thousand directions. It's always a sniper. Um, like it was always so frustrating. There's such a learning curve because in Battlefield Four, there's so many fucking weapons and attachments, and mm. like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I just jumped in here to play because my friends wanted me to. Whereas with like Battlefield One, like I I took the time, I learned it a bit. There's not as many weapons because it is World War One. There's not like a thousand red dots or like little mag loaders or whatever the fuck, a little light little dragonfly or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. people are putting on their guns um, in 2017. Um, so it was a lot less to consume gun-wise. Like, oh, this is a rifle. This is a, a SMG. This is a sniper. Like, um, so like I ended up taking the. That's why I think I was so surprised at Battlefield One that I liked it as much as I did because like I've never been one for Battlefield games. Like I just never could learn them. I could never get used to the fact that I step out for two seconds and I'm getting sniped by some asshole mm-hmm. in a hill all the way across the fucking state size map. 
Um, but, I mean, I still get uh, that in Titanfall. It's just like, how the hell did you see me? Dude, Titanfall's multiplayer is, is a is a frustration pit. I really enjoy it. But, like, man, like, some people are too good at that game. They're fact where it's like, are you actual robot? Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't understand you. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'll have matches in Titanfall where I feel like God himself. And then the very next match, I'll feel like I'm, like, two years old, yeah. like a big baby. And, like, yeah. I'm just getting my ass kicked. Um, but you always remember that that last game you were, like, amazing. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just play another one. Yep. Yep. I was God once. Um, but, yeah, that's my honorable mentions. Um, good year. I've got three honorable mentions in total. I'm just looking through the releases again. I've seen one honorable mention so far. No, my my first one is Mystic Messenger. Uh huh. Um, nice. Obviously, because I like my Otome games, and this one was really accessible and really made like use of the platform that it was on, um, being mobile phones, Dude. and. I can't remember if you've talked about it on the, on the show before. Do you feel like... I mean, your sleep pattern's really weird anyway, but do you feel like the way that the timing mechanic worked was a detriment to it? For people who um, have... No offence to you, but to people who have lives? Um, wow. I, I mean, well, like, no, a work, a work you can, life. But... You can, like, play it on your phone and and stuff. It's but it's not timed like... events, is it not? The, the like, only you thing the, that bugs me the about event. the timed events are the ones that happen at, like, four in the morning. Okay, I thought that they were at, like, noon or whatever, so it's just, like, awkward for people, like, if you go to a, a regular job and you're at work and you just can't be playing your Otome game at your desk. Um, yeah, I guess for people who, like, make their living by, you know, doing real work and having lives, I guess. Not that, uh, not that you don't do real... <laughs> God damn. You know what yeah, I mean. You put your foot in it now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, because you can use hourglasses, I guess. You don't okay. have to do every, like, conversation either. It's just, mm-hmm. if you miss a bunch of conversations, you're going to get a bad ending, obviously. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I like Mystic Messenger for the most part. There are some things I don't particularly like about it, like the Christmas DLC that I was really excited for made zero sense at uh-huh. all. Um, because it was really badly translated, which ah. was very, very disappointing for me, and I hope that they fix it. Yeah. Because I did, I did pay their currency to have that DLC. Um, my other honorable mention is I know people are going to be like, but why Star Fox Zero? Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot about that game that's not very good. I will admit that and take everything you have to say on board because I totally understand why people don't like Star Fox Zero. Um, I really liked most of it and I just think that the level design in that game was really good. Um, And I hope that because they've made Star Fox Zero now, it means that we won't have to wait another 10 years for another Star Fox game. Even though I don't think this one did particularly well, um, my my only gripe continues to be with that game the forced motion controls. Yeah, it works which I to a certain it works to a certain extent, but sometimes I want to be laying down as I'm playing my my f- flying fox game, um, <laughs> and I can't do that if you're forcing motion controls. So hopefully yeah. with um, again it should be for next time, but with the switches multiple ways to play thing. It 
won't be as bad. Um, yeah, that's. I, that's like, I don't know whether the gyro controls don't work because it's two screens and you've got to pay attention to both, or if it was just because it was gyro controls. I think it's. See, I have. The, I the just two. have the problem where I just I can't do gyro controls, and every Star Fox game that has had the option for gyro controls has had them in there and had them be a big part of it, mm. um, which is a grand total of two games. Yeah. Um, but. I hope that they can sort of like say, right, we did the reboot of the franchise. Now we can move on. Now we can mm. do something new mm. because I'm a bit bored of the same game over and over again. Yeah. I do like Star Fox Zero quite a bit, um, but it's not like the game that I thought it was going to be. I'm not in love with it or anything. And they just they just need to change things now and yeah. do things again. Um and my last honourable mention is a game that I actually don't have many complaints with, but it's one that I've just not had the time to play all that much of, and that's um, Effie Shop or yeah. Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Really, really interesting JRPG, really interesting dungeons in said JRPG, interesting themes that they've got going on. I don't know really why it's a Fire Emblem crossover, but it mm. is. Um <laughs> And I think it's a really good game, and if you are at all interested in picking it up, I highly recommend you do so and just give it a go for yourself. Um, because it's a good game. It's a good game, and I like it. And that's pretty much it. And I recommend picking nice. it up before it like goes out of print, because I don't know how it's doing in terms of copies left. It's also fairly regularly like discounted on the eShop for what it's worth. But, um... you know, if you like your physical games like yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I'll check on Amazon right now to see to see how it's doing. So I've got uh, a couple of uh, of honourables. Um, I don't remember if we mentioned Hitman. Hitman's an honourable in the perspective of I really want to play that game. It looks a ton of fun, but um, nice. I just haven't. Same. I haven't. Got, I got it in, at Christmas during the sale, and I just haven't had time to play it. But every time I watch someone play it, it's just a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, Effie, uh, by the way, if you shop is forty pounds on Amazon, so go buy. That's not bad. Not go, bad. go, go, go. Um, Pocken. Pocken was good. Ah, it's a great game. Um, haven't played it anywhere near as much as as I would like, but the time that I spent with it was just a ton of fun. Um, that video that we did, or the time that we played, was uh, yeah, was amazing. A lot of fun. Um, Civ Six. Not the time sink that it, I expected it to be just yet. I've not dumped 400, 500 hours into it, but I love everything that they've changed <laughs> about it. I love the art style. I love the districts. Um, I'm just really bad at it. And uh, also No Man's Sky. Okay. Dude, dude, you know what? I, I was thinking about putting that... I never played I it, could... but honorable mention, you tried, you failed. <laughs> I, but, uh, I, you tried. I, um, it's unfortunate... <laughs> What happened with that game? Um, it's a really important moment of 2016, I think, because I think that like I would refer to that day as like the day the hype died. Like, like for for consumers as a whole, I think a lot of people learned a lesson. It reminded um, me that. so much of Spore. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember and, that, and that feeling like, of everyone I, being like, "This is going to be amazing. Look at what you can do. I, you can start a civilization from the very beginning." And it's just like this is a series yeah. of mini games. Like I, like I, I want to say people learn a lesson, but yeah, you brought up Spore, like, like. But then, I, I how think long, when was Spore? That must have been like two thousand 
five. That was a, it was a long time ago. Yeah, long. T- I was I was two thousand eight. Like, so we would have been okay, hyped yeah. about it around two thousand six time. Um, like I, I think I think what No Man's Sky does with um technology, I think is really impressive, and it's a game that I'm keeping and I'm not selling, and, and it's a game I I do want to go back to when whenever they start. I mean, they added some new stuff. I haven't checked that out yet, but I, from what I understand, it's not really substantial enough to warrant going back just yet, but. Um, it's a game that I think has so much potential. It has as much potential as it has planets, but it's just unfortunate that you know what it released with. I mean, I, I got a good like ten hours out of it, and like, but I should have so much more. Mm-hmm. Is is the complaint? It's like, oh, but you play lots of games that are sixty dollars and only ten hours. Like, yeah, I do, but like they fulfill their potential. Whereas, like you know, I shouldn't have just ten, twelve hours in No Man's Sky. No I Man's should have be 60, yeah, at least 70. sixty. I would have thought. Yeah, like I, I, I should by hour forty, I should still be seeing new stuff. Like instead of like, oh, it's the same base with the same alien in it. It's the same thing. Like, like, like it was one of those traps you were always gonna fall into at No Man's Sky, where like, oh, I'm eventually gonna start seeing the same shit because it's just the nature of procedural yeah. and, and random generation. But, it but like, have I shouldn't that have, fast. I, yeah, it shouldn't have happened so quick. Like, there are moments in No Man's Sky that are pure highlights of 2016 for me. The first moment you go into space and leave the atmosphere of a planet is breathtaking. And, I, I you know, like, that's a, a moment in, like, in, in gaming that, like, is one of those moments for me. Like, mm-hmm. like it's that's, like, like really cool. Like, the first moment you leave a planet, enter space, no low screen, see a planet, fly towards it, you're on it. Like, is, like, so, like, wh- like hats off to you guys for, uh, like, achieving that sec- technologically, uh, like, technologically. But, like... I- I appreciate the game, and, like, I would put it on as an honorable mention, yeah, just for the, the shitstorm it caused. Like, it's that's a 2016 moment, like Pokemon Go yeah. or like Overwatch. That Like, these are pillars of 2016. Like, when I look at 2016 as a whole in gaming, there's Pokemon Go, Overwatch, No Man's Sky, and VR. Like, that is 2016 summed up, like, uh, as they're the pillars mm. of it. Like, happiness, disappointment, take me to a virtual world, never let me leave. Like, is is... 2016 um but uh yeah um yeah um, we did pretty well yeah i'm sure i've i've been i've it was skimming the list of game releases and i'm probably blind to some of them um but i'm glad that we we didn't have the exact same lists i'm glad that we didn't have the exact I same list as it. some I... other places um there's obviously some similarities but yeah um no, I, that's why I was, like, super, um, like, like even for stuff I didn't play, but, like, I kind of, like, got happy that, like, you know, like Pokemon was mentioned. That's, like, when I remember, like, you know, like, mm. not a lot of people bring up Pokemon, but it's, like, that's a big release, and, like, it's 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 quality. It's a quality game, and, like, I like hearing reasons why people would put that on their list, or, like, Owlboy or stuff like that, you know, like, or even, like, Fire Emblem and stuff, like, like, like not a lot of people talk about those, like, obviously, like, like, you know, the Uncharted's and the Last Guardian's and the Overwatch's and whatever. I don't think Last Guardian was on too, too many. I've seen it around, but... Like I, I like seeing different lists, and I like like having people on the same show as me have different lists, and um, yeah, um, I, I, I liked, I liked our stuff. Yeah, I liked what we got. Um, Good job, us. I do, I do want to uh, throw one more like like um, participation pin okay. uh, towards one one other thing um, as a whole, not necessarily a game, but as something that like you know now that I've experienced it, like I'm really excited for it, and and uh, that is VR. Uh, uh, I don't own it. I don't own a PlayStation VR, but I have family and friends who all bought it, mm-hmm. and I've played a lot of what is on offer, at least on launch for PSVR, and um, it really is like a transformative experience that, like, I I like 
there's so much potential there, and I hope like VR itself doesn't become No Man's Sky. Um, like there's so much potential for for so much. Like like even not just for first person, I'm in a cockpit games, but like there's a game in particular that blew me away on PlayStation VR that like I wasn't expecting. It's on there's a free game you can download if you have PlayStation VR called Playroom VR. And it has a bunch of like little side mini games and stuff in it. There's a there's a 3D platformer called Robot Rescue in in Playroom VR where you control a little robot guy and your goal is to like go around and, and kind of collect all of the robots who are scattered about the level. And you are playing a like larger robot who's kind of floating in the sky, controlling the smaller robot. So that's kind of where they get your like mm-hmm. your your perspective from. Like, why am I just floating in the sky in this 3D platformer? Um, and playing like a, a, a 3D platformer like Mario, like or, or, I'm not saying like we'll play Mario in VR. I'm just saying like yeah. for example's sake, like playing a 3D platformer that's set up like Banjo Kazooie or Mario or whatever, and having that full control of the camera with your head and like looking around. Like for me, the strengths of VR don't come from the hyper realistic looking games because I think that instantly takes me out of it when yeah. I see some jaggy ass bald dude walk over. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be immersed in this, but the guy looks like clay. Like I'm not interested in that. Like, as I'm playing Playroom VR, like, looking around this, like, creatively designed, colorful world with, like, like all this fauna and these floating platforms and these goofy-looking enemies. And, like, being able to, like, look around and, like, when you're going through a cave in that, like, there's, like, wh- like some of the collectibles and stuff in that little mini game are hidden pretty well. And there's a moment when you're running through the cave with your little robot guy that you could, like take your head and like look up and behind you and on a ledge is one of the collectibles and i'm like that's so cool to me playing a 3d platformer like that blew me away in vr and like that was a highlight of 2016 for me and like that's super exciting but it's just you know right now i, I don't want to buy one because there's nothing really to play um i'm excited but... about the potential i hope that it doesn't become one of those things like the Wii where yeah, pretty much every game that came out for it was exactly the same. Obviously, the Wii was was more limited in what it could do, but basically everyone made the carnival type game. Um, yep, and I really hope that we don't get stuck with uh, with the same and type like, of game in VR, and that it, the tech obviously improves, and that people try different stuff with it and do crazy things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Otherwise, there a lot is of people will spend is... a lot of money on something the, to collect the dust. The Wii was only one hundred eighty dollars, um, so yeah, it was well, what, I mean, yeah, they're they're bu- they're buying the Wii again, but for more money. Yeah. Um, like there is Carnival Games VR, which I did play. Um, yeah, and it's the same brand, same game, but uh, like that stuff's fun. Yeah, like you're saying, like you know, it's good for like ten minutes or whatever. Library. But it's not, a, yeah. it's not uh, something worth buying. A, Something to sink your sink your teeth into. Like I think a full game like Banjo Kazooie with the VR. After seeing how like just magical it is to like be put in a three D platformer in VR and like being able to look around this world and it doesn't look stupid because like they're not trying to make it look like real life and they're able to just run with it and make the game actually look good because they don't have to worry about making the car look mm. like a real Ford. Because um, like stuff in VR, I mean at least on PlayStation VR, like, that's where I'm strictly speaking from, yeah. is never going to look that good just because of the power of PS4. Like even with the Pro. Um, Joe be less jaggies, but the games are still limited uh, on a hardware basis. Like, I would love to see stuff more creatively designed to work with VR, like like Dreams or you know stuff like that. Like like, so I'm I'm excited for that. That's that's a, a that was a, a nice surprise for me because it's one of those VR's one of those things where it's like you got to try it to believe what it could really do, and like that is a hundred percent true. Um, and it is it is really cool. 
um, it's just we'll see what they do. Yep. We'll see what they do. <clears throat> yeah. 2016. We're done. Good year. And now we get Good to, year for games. Bad year for everything else. Yeah. yeah, now we get to talk about 2017, but you know how we were saying beforehand, we'll see how we do with time. I think we should make it a, a different podcast. Oh no, it's the <laughs> same one. Six hours. Let's go. No, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> the I need to eat some crisps. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, like we say, um, I'm not sure what the timing will be for releasing it. It'll probably be next week, if you're the sort of people that watch this live, but there'll be... Uh, an episode coming, episode 28, on the Switch. Yeah. You're going to get weekly episodes. For two weeks. Baby. For two weeks. <laughs> this is what we do. We'll record an entire year's worth of podcasts in one day and uh, release it. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, tell oh what are your favorite games? Yeah, tell Leave us your favorite games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Peppermint Podcast. You can follow me at Peppermint Ham. Where are you two? At Bizarre Jelly 5 and I'm going to be doing a new project in the coming weeks so keep an eye out for that it's to do with games yes, oh. yes. It, it looks promising yay uh, I'm not doing anything you're not doing your Twitter handle Kinross you can find him at Kinross07 it's um, in the description of the video as it usually is yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah we don't have to state this in the, in the episode it just feels right it feels <laughs> right uh, follow like us on uh, uh, yeah help us out a lot um, um, maybe go to twitch.tv slash permadeath podcast podcast I don't uh, even yeah, know what it is uh, but we might do something there uh, I might thanks for the hey 10. now that Bill yeah. has Overwatch maybe we could play some Overwatch together yeah we might we thanks, might stream some Overwatch the, we might play some thanks competitive thanks for the 10 monsters sub oh um, man that'll be we, a that'll be we, a heated uh, that'll be a heated stream um, <laughs> I might I might be streaming some Fire Emblem in the next few weeks um, yes I've given up on Xenoblade but Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.